Excited attack? Yes, hello. We were supposed to have at Handsome Dan, also known as at No Feel Monster. But? But uh, he is out buying a couch and having a real pain in the ass time, apparently, with said couch. Ah, okay. Word is he's been trying to get it for a while. And the guy that he's been buying it from or attempting to buy it from has not been the easiest to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's just, he's probably a crackhead. I mean, it's a, not that Kijiji is bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying. No, but you take you do take your chances with Kijiji. You take your chances. Yeah. I've had, I've, had my, I've had my moments with Kijiji as well. Have you had some Kijiji nightmares? I did, yeah. Yeah? I was trying to find um, some guy had the. I thought you uh, said I was trying to find some guy. Yeah. Um, Didn't know what you were Yeah, you, you, apparently you can do that too. You can. Uh, and um, yeah, I, apparently this guy had the. Um, original Transformers Generation 1 all episodes mm-hmm. and I was trying to hunt him down I was like you know what do you, uh, do you have them and he said yeah and then he never got back to me oh, that's and then rough. he said then he phoned me but then he phoned me back he's like do you still want them and I said well I already, I already got them he's like well I can give it to you for cheap I'm like no that doesn't no, matter I already have them I already have them that yeah. like, what's not registering <laughs> yeah you're not doing me any more favors by yeah. giving me something I've already got yeah and exactly he's like well I have them all on VHS and I'm like well I got them on DVD I'm like, yeah what do I want them on VHS for now man now back in the day it would have been cool like as a kid if you yeah. had a full box set yeah, because that would have been a lot of v- like VHS. Yeah, I actually I, I have those on VHS, all of them. Really? Yeah, my friend, I, but I gave them to my friend, mm-hmm. and she she still has them somewhere. I don't know. What they're hiding in a basement they're somewhere. Hi- yeah, they're hiding in the basement. Yeah, man, yeah. it was wild. Like before, if you had got like a DVD box set, like or a, a VHS box set, mm-hmm. you weren't just getting like two or three VHS cassettes. Mm-hmm. You were getting like friggin' ten VHS cassettes. Yeah. And you had to, I mean, they were heavy. You couldn't just walk into like AMB Sound or whatnot mm-hmm. and just get those cassettes and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch these all this weekend. Because you look like you were carrying like a rack of a rack. big plastic clunky things. Yeah, I had that problem with uh, when I've got the um, original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. uh, the real Ghostbusters. Uh, the cartoon. VHS, the cartoon, yeah. Brutal, man. Yeah, now even. Oh, wow. I know. And now if you buy the DVD set, yeah. it's huge. Like there's so many episodes. Um, if you wanted to do a marathon, it would take you a week, I think. Well, people don't realize, at least like today, I don't think, that they made like one for every day of the year they were on. Yeah. It's like unless it was a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday, mm-hmm. they made an episode. Yeah. They aired an episode. Like mm-hmm. I think season one of He-Man had like 67 episodes. Yeah. It had a lot. Um, don't quote me on it, but it had a lot. Yeah. And uh, now it's like, no, you get like 25 or 26 over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's broken up into two seasons. Like season one is the beginning of summer and end of summer. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, April and then again in September. Yeah, that's true. So it's bonkers. They get that whole summer long of getting kids greedy for it. And oh, then yeah. September hits, mm-hmm. and they're like, here come the toys now, too. Yeah, it's I like know. All of a sudden, you got, like, this huge problem. Can't afford all these fucking toys. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, how much of a burden was I on my parents about, like, getting toys? Because they're like, you want another one? Yeah. Because especially in the 80s, you know, it's not like they had to buy, like, because, you know, now kids can be like, oh, I want, like, um... You know, a certain a certain movie comes out yeah. like for a Disney movie or a certain cartoon is popular, like Pokemon or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? But in the 80s, your parents had to buy you Transformers. They had to buy you G.I. Joe. They had to buy There's you... There's a lot of shit. They had to buy He-Man. They had to buy uh, Mask. They had to buy a bunch of stuff. Boys Toys funded Hasbro. Yeah, absolutely. Hasbro and Kenner. Yeah. Like, oh, we yeah. had so many franchises yeah. for kids to be involved in. Oh, yeah. Man, it's fucked up. Like, I mean, as a, as a teenager, I think, I tried to defend... He-Man, in a sense, I'm like, no, it wasn't just about toys. They had cool stories and shit. Yep. But when you bought the toy, like the, the comic book, had cool stories in there. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe, all their backstories written by Larry Hama. Yeah. And he wrote, yep. like, incredible backstories. Mm-hmm. But everything was meant for you to buy a toy. Yeah, absolutely. They were just milking us kids, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think everyone knows about Transformers the movie. The mm-hmm. reason why they killed off those characters in the first five minutes, bring more toys in. Bring more toys, man. Yeah. Well, Rodimus, uh, what was his name? Um, Hot Rod. He's yep. cool, but Rodimus Prime sounds a lot more like cha-ching in our fucking pockets. Exactly. Yep. So they get it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, uh, but they weren't ready um, for the backlash of the death of Optimus Prime. 
they weren't they oh you mean the company wasn't ready they for did, Optimus Prime game yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they didn't know how much of an effect that would have on kids well he was like a father figure to kids he was like yeah. for after school kids who like had maybe like a rougher childhood than normal yeah like you watch Optimus Prime on TV you're like I wish he was my dad oh yeah absolutely <laughs> like how my dad would be more like Optimus Prime yeah and uh, yeah they weren't ready for it and well, I think there's a there's a video online if you just type in Transformers the movie mm-hmm. it has un, um, un- unaired footage of and interviews with the guys who uh, wrote the movie wow um, you know unaired like um, uh, like episode like screen and like um, extended cuts from the, the Transformers the original movie yeah um, and it has uh, yeah it has like scr- the episode of scra- uh, Transformers Scramble City so if you go on YouTube and, trans- and go on trans- look for tra- uh, Scramble, Scramble City, City. In Japanese, yeah, super hard to get your hands on outside of YouTube. Yeah, exactly, and um, it it shows like the original battle between uh, Metroplex and Trypticon. No way, huh? Yeah. Wow, like, I never got around to it, but I mean, I read the lore behind it. Yeah, and yeah, it seems like it is it is a cool bit to have because it fills a lot of gaps. Yeah, and that one YouTube video, it's two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one, and you can um and you can watch the whole and you can watch all that stuff. Yeah, straight through. Yeah, eh? so uh, who some Transformers super fan. Yeah. Just uh, edited just that edited thing. and made that whole thing, and that so bonkers, yeah, man. that guy. Um, yeah, kudos to that guy. Kudos to a lot of the super fans out there who do some cool shit like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. like uh, fucking Topher Grace of all people. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard about his cut, the mm-hmm. Phantom edit? Yeah, for super for Star Wars story. Yeah, how he's edited it out all the bullshit that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Like he just cuts it down to a base cool Star Wars story, and you watch and you're like, well, that was a lot better than the schlock they put on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it cuts about an hour out, but it's an hour of just stuff you don't care about. Yeah. Like, Jake Lloyd's voice. I don't want to hate that kid, but man, like, he was an annoying kid as an actor. I didn't, um, I kind of wish bad things happened to him. That's how much I hated that. Uh, oh, no way. Well, yeah, oh, no, that's I, harsh, man. I know, that's, that sounds That's bad, really yeah, harsh. No, that's, that, that's, like, that's, which, a great, that's a very Sledgehammer uh, comment. actually did. <laughs> Sledgehammer, yeah. 80s TV show Sledgehammer? Oh. <laughs> that you meant, like, okay. like, Sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, um, I just really, really, um, uh. I just don't see why, how his lines and his mm-hmm. acting got through the editing process. It's bonkers, man. Because like, uh, I don't like at that time I didn't really give a shit about too many special features. Like that was when I was getting into special features. Yeah, I think the only one I really got like really into were like Conan and Gladiator. Yeah, but when fans, well, dang, that kind of was the birth of special features too. Like that was 1999, 2000. Yeah, so really it was like you, nobody really was into it that much. I watched that one, and um, there was like a casting process they were going through to get Jake Lloyd who they're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And the guy they turned out, the guy the guy they turned down was essentially Mark Hamill as an eight year old. I remember looking at the photos. I'm like, well, that that kid's perfect. And they're like, uh, no, go with this one. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? Like, are you uh, crazy? What are you doing? I know it's just awful. I, and I think even as a as a just a general like movie viewer, mm-hmm. you that will not that movie like let's see if you didn't even. Weren't even didn't even like Star Wars. Yeah, but you wanted to watch that movie and maybe like, oh, you know what? If you like Star Wars, uh, maybe I'll give this a try. Yeah, that's your entry point in the Star Wars. Yeah, that's a yeah. huge mistake. And, and it, it was for a lot of kids. Like there were a lot of ten year olds who were like Star Wars. What's that? Yeah, dads are like, let's go, kid. This yeah, is the exactly. movie I grew up with. Yeah, I'm, I can't show you the '80s movies because maybe you won't you won't like the um, special effects look kind of yeah. dated and stuff like. Well, so I'll take you to the new one. Mm-hmm. Dad, I hate I hate Star Wars, and it's like you could trace it all back to that that kid yeah. and. George Lucas just not knowing what he's doing. Just not giving a shit. Yeah. I feel like it's almost, I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit on the other other end of the spectrum for the hate from you. Like, I don't think kids are going to watch, like a 10-year-old's not going to watch that and be like, I hated it, but he's not going to grow up with it fondly. No, no, not at all. I mean, the, the toys sold like gangbusters. Yeah. Gangbusters. The mm-hmm. toys sold like, you know, they were they were really, mm-hmm. it was every store had them, Toys R Us, like everywhere you went was that weird Star Wars greenish gold logo. Yeah. So like, you know the toys are selling like crazy. Oh, yeah. 
So the kids were buying them. They were loving it, and everything was great. You know, Jar Jar Binks was hilarious. The friggin' like the the sand walker things, the uh, all the weird shit that he put in Tatooine, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the big things that Jawas were writing, all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff was selling. Mm-hmm. The Lego did crazy. Uh, awesome Sith infiltrator over there. Mm-hmm. And but I think like with us, we have our New Hope toys. Yeah. And as we grow up, we're like, fuck, it's still really cool. Yeah. Even the movie is cool. The toys make you want to go back to the movie. Yeah. The kids today, well, not, well kids of that era, mm-hmm. watch that movie and grow up, and then they're like, fuck, that is junk. Like, what I was know. I thinking as a kid? It was so good. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they're, they're, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Where, like, one is um, style over substance. The other mm-hmm. one is, is, you could say substance over style, but it's more, uh, it didn't rely on special effects. Even yeah. though special effects were, like, amazing for that time. But the lore, mm-hmm. because basically what Star Wars is, um, I think it's every it's the it's every great story ever told combined oh, absolutely. in one movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's got a bit of everything in it. It's got seven. Sa- it's got the uh, you know seven samurai in it. It's got yep. like Wizard of Oz. It's got like it's got a bunch of things in it. Like Sir Julian, exactly. Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, exactly. Um, who's the guy who did Samurai Rebellion? Yeah, another great Japanese director. Like oh, yeah. all these different yeah. character. Like you can go back to all these movies, Dune. Yeah. Like uh, the original Dune novels. Mm-hmm. Like all those books you read, and you're like, fuck, like it, everything is Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars just takes it from all those sources and makes a great story. Yeah. It gets to me where like I start wondering too. Like, was it George Lucas? Because I mean, everybody knows about Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Yeah. Bill Finger was the guy who essentially designed Batman. Bob mm-hmm. Kane had an idea of a guy in a suit. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a few times. I know, like, me and Raji ranted about it. Like, it was one of our rabbit hole conversations. Yeah. But Bob Kane is a guy who walked up and was like, I got an idea of a guy. He's going to be a crime fighter in a city. He's going to have a bat-ish costume, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a mask. And he's going to fight crime in a town. Yeah. And Bill Finger is like, cool idea. Um, Gotham. Gothic. Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. He'll need, like, guys in the police force. He ended up building this world of Batman. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's George Lucas. George Lucas had an idea, and guys like Kasdan, these guys, these guys came in and mm-hmm. like formed these awesome stories around these kernels of ideas that George Lucas had. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, because I think he laid the groundwork very well, mm-hmm. and then everyone else just um, put the, and just everyone just smoothed out the details. Yeah, and so because he's not he's a good storyteller, mm-hmm. and he's good he, he was good at creating the characters, and like you know what I, he borrowed from like the best sources. Yeah. And I think that's why Star Wars resonates with so many people. He showed up with some very usable clay. Exactly. And everybody else is like, we can work with this. We can, we can make something this. awesome. Yeah. Like, like no. how many, how many like, um, Star Wars, like, like after um, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. even before, and before Return of the Jedi, and then, you know, and then the the stuff, the Golden Age of the Sith, like this, the Great Sith War and all that stuff, yeah. right? Um, that all, all that stuff is... Dare to say, some people say it's better than Star Wars, the original trilogy. Because you mean the the story stuff, that yeah, the was story before, stuff, yeah, yeah. because they said, you know what, the, the, the imagination of these people, like, you know what, George George Lucas laid the groundwork, mm-hmm. and um, and it's something good that we can jump off of. It's a springboard that we can jump high off of. Yeah, was it the wheels, right? The yeah. Journal of the Wheels, yeah, or the Battle of the Wheels, whatever it's called. Yeah, it was some really cool stuff. Like uh, a few years ago, I um I found this. I'm mean, it's easy to find. Anybody can find it. I found the original screenplay. Like, not the screenplay, but, like, transcript number three or four. Mm-hmm. I think he had, like, five or six transcripts. Yeah. And like, number six becomes what we know as New Hope. Mm-hmm. And then he'd refined one storyline up to, like, the fourth transcript I think he put together. Yeah, that's right. And um, that, from then on, becomes New Hope. But the last one before Luke Skywalker shows up and becomes Skywalker instead of Anakin Starkiller mm-hmm. is really cool. Like, yeah. it's a father and two sons out in the middle of this desert planet. Like, you gotta wear shit on your face to go out. Like, they're essentially, they're the sand people. Mm-hmm. And they come, they come out in this little world and fight the Sith. There's like all these great stories, and they're mm-hmm. led by uh, General Kenobi. Mm-hmm. General Kenobi's an old guy, almost dead, half man, half machinish. Mm-hmm. So like all these different ideas he had, even that was really cool. Yeah, but it didn't flow well. Yeah. I remember reading the whole thing, thinking to myself like it's not exactly the Star Wars that like this would have become 
that first Dune movie. Yeah. Or it would have become Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of guys really like it, but not everybody connects to it. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars, everybody connects to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you don't have to be a small, blonde, white farm kid to connect to Star Wars. Yeah. That's a universal story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, um, because I think, um, yeah, because Princess Leia is, like, the, the princess who um, has to, like, um, has to save everybody. Significantly different role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. not so much a damsel in distress. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, there's, um, like, when they're in on like on in a new hope when they go mm-hmm. down to where they first meet Han Solo that yeah. in that cantina Moss Eisley Moss Eisley yeah. that's that's a saloon that's a western saloon yeah with all those weirdos in it tell me that's not like right out of Leon yeah exactly I mean, that's, that's right out of Leon yeah, yeah exactly you so, go to a weird ass place mm-hmm. weird music yep. everybody's grimy there's dust everywhere yep. that, that's western yeah you're, and you're looking for a gunslinger yeah, yeah I'm looking for a gunslinger yeah yeah so, I'm looking for a smuggler gunslinger yeah yeah smuggler yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned Sledgehammer, the TV show. The TV the show? Yeah. I, I thought I was the only one who watched that show. No, that was an awesome show. <laughs> I love that show. Was that like uh, Rash? Something Rash, right? David Rash? He was the guy who yeah, played David Sledgehammer? Yeah, David Rash, yeah. He was just like a slimy, smarmy, just jerk. Yeah. Just, awful human being. Exactly, yeah. He's yeah. a, yeah, he's a, he's like, he put Naked Gun and Clint Eastwood together. You yeah. Got, you got, um, you got Sledgehammer. Yes. Like he's like the dumbest version of like a TV era Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Who somehow still stumbles ass backwards into good fortune. In good, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Clint Eastwood and Kramer together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very, very good way to put it. Shit, I, man. There yeah. were, uh, that was like a thing online today. A few, a few like news, entertainment news sources talking about like why is binge watching mm-hmm. not as fun as weekly watching? Yeah. Like, is there, is there something to it? Like, do you get, what do you get from weekly watching that you don't get from binge watching? Mm-hmm. To get something to look forward to and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And like uh, Netflix, like I, there's a few shows on Netflix I never got around to. Mm-hmm. I almost forced myself to start watching them. Missed a couple seasons, not a couple seasons, but a couple months in between where I had to do something else. I was working and I came back and watched them again. Yeah. Start off, recap the last episode. And there is something really like satisfying about waiting. I think so. Yeah, but I, I really do. I'm, I'm in the same, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. That there's something really satisfying about waiting for the entire thing to end. And then you kind of watch it as, as everybody watches it. Yeah, because I think, because um, I was like that with... Um um, when I was watching Narcos, mm-hmm. um, even though you have access to something, I think that's true with anything. Like, if you, if you, just because you have access to something doesn't mean you have to utilize it all the time. Exactly. Cocaine. Uh, yeah, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, uh, I think with with uh, with shows is that you know what you like you said you have something to look forward to. Yeah. And I think one of the good, um, I think one of the good examples of that is the is the Grand Tour with the. the oh, that's right. Is it is it out now? It's out. Yeah. And so um, I've seen some clips mm-hmm. on uh, on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, they're not doing, um, they're not releasing one season all at once. They're doing- It's week by it's week. It's week, week by week. And That's that a really angered, good idea. Yeah. And, they, and they, that, they angered a lot of fans. But- uh, but I kind of don't care about those fans. They don't, who cares? Yeah. That, yeah. Top Gear wasn't like that. No. So I mean, week by the, week gives deal? me- Yeah. What, what's the big deal? A great point. What's the big deal? The big deal is we want it all right now because you've produced it all right now. Yeah, but that's that, that, that's people in general. Yeah. No, man, I like the. There's something about um, like IO9 has morning spoilers. Yeah, and they don't really spoil spoil things. Like they give you a, like you can get spoiled if you want to, but for the most part, you can read it as you go. Mm-hmm. So like you know, you can read the, read the article, and if you feel like it's getting to a point where you don't want to go, mm-hmm. stop reading, go back to your next article. Yeah, but um, or the next the next section, right? But I feel like that's that's what you get from shows like that with the Grand Tour. It's mm-hmm. like. If you're an internet guy, you can kind of look ahead and know what's coming. You get an idea of knowing what's coming. Yeah. But they haven't filmed all the episodes yet. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you start a season of a TV show on the CW or NBC or ABC now, 
it's not made all the way through yet. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to wait. Yeah, you, you might get to. glimpses of it, yeah. but you don't get the whole thing. Yeah. Like The Walking Dead. How the whole question about who's dead. Like mm-hmm. who did who did Negan kill? Mm-hmm. Do you watch that at all? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, like the idea of who did Negan kill. We don't know because they didn't tape it. Like they taped it now. Mm-hmm. But in the summertime, nobody knew, man. Nobody knew nobody and everybody knew. waited. Yeah. Oh no, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's more of a I think it's more of a joy to be like because uh, yeah. then there's it's 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 something to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um it's more I guess it's more newsworthy because it'd be like, oh, what's happening next week? Uh, this week yeah. this happened. This happened. This happened. So yeah, next week we're tune we're in next out. week. Tune in next week for this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I can't. I kind of compare that to texting people rather than calling them. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a cool point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's very easy to text. Someone, the call but, is the binge. Yeah, because you know, like how like when you're uh, when you haven't talked to someone in a while. Yeah. Back then, when there was no cell, when there was no cell phones, and you have to call them, and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah. What have you been up to? What have you been up to? Yeah. And um, but now it's easy. It's very. It's much. People people will just rely on texts. Yeah. Rather than um hearing someone's voice. You're in constant communication anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it's like almost like that that thrill of knowing what's going on isn't there. Like you can't just binge on somebody. You can't call them. Yeah. And talk for two hours on the phone. I talked for two hours with, with Nathan on the phone yesterday. Yeah. Like I haven't seen that guy in ten years. Married now, two kids. Yeah, exactly. How did that happen? Yeah, exactly. No. And yeah, it's a very, very it's a very, very it's a very lost art. It is. And um the I phone think conversation? The phone conversation. Yeah. And nothing beats it. No, I'm, it is cool. I, I like for me personally anyway, because like how I'm like when I'm when I'm texting, mm-hmm. I sit there and I'm like, you know, I'm getting too tired. I'm like, you know what? Uh, screw it. I'm just going to press 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 the talk button mm-hmm. and just dial up and say, "Hey man, what's going on?" What's happening? Yeah, cuz then the emo- then the emotion comes up. Like, "Hey man, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. You want to hook up?" Yeah. And then uh or, you know, "Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You want to want to go for a drink or something?" Yeah. And just chill, whatever. The only two guys who I speak to on a regular basis who still call me though are you and Raji. Oh, really? Yeah. Like <laughs> people who actually pick up the phone and make a phone call. Yeah. I mean, if you need to know what's going to what's the topic for this week, mm-hmm. you will call. Yeah. If Raji needs to know anything, like Raji will call first. He'll mm-hmm. he'll never text first. Mm-hmm. And that's that's cool, man. I'm off I'm off with the phone though. Mm-hmm. So like my phone will be downstairs in the room somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like there's actually one more guy who was um who's probably gonna become a presence on the show, I think, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Uh who I accidentally neglected until today when I was doing some stuff for the show. Yeah. Who was like online and he's like, Hey man, it's me, blah blah blah. I'm like, Oh shit, I, I should have seen this week ago because it's been a week. Mm-hmm. But had he but then he doesn't my number, but had he called, I would have talked to him today, right? Yeah. Or when he when he wanted to communicate. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lost art, man. Like I've got a friend of mine who I talk to on the phone only because mm-hmm. he just he's awful at texting. Mm-hmm. I text way too fast for him to get back to me. Fucking pisses him off. Yeah. But we have really good phone conversations, mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah, it's a lost art. Not it a lot is. of guys can pull that off anymore. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, it's uh, um, yeah, because texting is just way too easy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So but there are some guys who I don't want to talk to on the phone. There's definitely some people yeah. I guys you like. Like people that you're like you're close friends with, yeah. But they just don't understand phone etiquette. Yeah, they, they don't, don't get the well. Oh, yeah, they don't. And I'm, yeah. yeah, I just um, I can name three off the top of my head right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they're they're like the sun. They're good from a distance, but yes. uh, as soon as you get closer, yeah, you're just gonna Your skin burns off. Yeah, yeah, you're just gonna get burned. <laughs> yeah, you're just so, gonna get burned. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's. I'm sure there's a lot of people like that too. Who no, just, yeah, yeah. So who just don't want to. Um, who just feel the need for like just personal contact just be like hey man what's going on and yes. like and then the, when you hear someone's voice it's it's because no one does it anymore so when you hear it when someone calls you you'd be like wow mm-hmm. a phone call <laughs> a phone call i can't well, what's that ringing sound yeah that's a, that's a ringing sound it's not just a blinkety bloop yeah it's an actual ringing sound yeah actually man, no, I, I was no, sorry no, 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 no go ahead i was gonna ask you um this was um and this is a kind of a um, this is kind of off topic, but mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about this the other, at work. Nothing today. is off topic here. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you had to, this is a very 
nerd question, but uh, right. I was, uh, um, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about this the other day. If you had to like pick a, this is so nerdy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a you, nerdy, right? It's really nerdy. Okay. If you had to like pick, um, if they were gonna go at it. Okay. Like uh, go at it, go at it. Yeah, go at it. All right. Okay. Oh my God, these things, these things don't even exist. Um, if they had to go at it, uh, let's say Galactus. Yes. Go, go, going up against Unicron. Against Unicron. That's bananas, man. That's a tough one. I was. You, the, you know the thing is that was weighing on my mind today. Yeah, man. There is. And a, I was busy uh, at work. <laughs> yeah, but it's in your head. Yeah. And you think about it, Galactus has got the machine and the, and the base and the base station and the tubes and shit and he siphons energy out. Man, Galactus would probably crack a chub when he saw Unicron. Yeah. A living friggin' machine that can siphon all this power out of? Holy shit. That's, uh, did you ever read Wizard Magazine? Yeah. Remember when they used to have the, like, the verses? They had the, the yeah. such and such versus whoever? I didn't, but did they do one on that? I don't think they did. Well, they might have. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, 20, or not 20, say, like, 12 issues a month over almost 20 years, right? They were out, they were on for a long time. Yeah. They might very well have hit that one. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I don't know. Like, I think when it comes right down to it, Galactus might win that one. That's the camp I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And not just because he's my favorite. Yeah. But, uh. Why? The power cosmic, man. Yeah, that's like the power cosmic is because I mean now we're only gonna go there because there is a trans the transformers exist in the Marvel universe. Yeah, Marvel published the comic books. They're they've gone up against the Avengers and GI Joe, which also existed in Marvel. So now we have a world that we can do this in. Yeah. Now assuming that's there, we're gonna nerd the this fuck out of this thing. Holy crap! Yeah. Assuming they're all in six one six, I gotta give it to yeah. the power uh, to the to the power cosmic. Mm-hmm. Is this like I mean Silver Surfer? With that, like one little silver dude on a surfboard mm-hmm. can start taking guys out that are po- protecting planets. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think he's going to have that hard of a time. He might have a hard time, not that hard of a time against, like, the uh, the Nova Corps, right? Yeah. So now you got Galactus, who is imbuing his uh, heralds mm-hmm. with the power cosmic. Yeah. I think Galactus and his heralds, they take Unicron. Yeah. I think when it comes right down to it. Yeah. So, yeah, cause because cause even if, Gala- even if uh, Unicron had, like, like, Galvatron and some of the Decepticons, right? Yeah. I think I the heralds take them over. Oh, I think the heralds kill them. Yeah, the heralds easily dispense with the uh, the, the little what's called Galvatron. Yeah, and what are they call the sweeps, the sweeps, the jets, Cyclo- and Cyclonus. Yeah, Cyclonus, like they're yeah. all gone. They're gone. Yeah, they don't exist anymore because mm-hmm. like a crazy Norrin Rad, Silver Surfer, the crazy Norrin Rad has already wiped them all out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think all Galactus has to do is say like, I won't let you go back to what was his planet, his girlfriend there, Zenla. Zenla. I won't get. I won't let you go back to Zenla. Kill yeah. them all, or I'll destroy Zenla. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't even I won't even be here for the fight. You guys will be fighting the Unicron. I'll be destroying Zen La. Yeah, I think um, I I don't I don't think it would even be close. Yeah, you think he's just gonna walk in and like take it over? Like a fully fed Galactus? Yeah, I yeah I I think yeah. it would, he would just I I think it would be like is a fully fed Galactus motivated enough to take out Unicron though? Like a hungry Galactus, he's a motherfucker. Okay, that's a good point too. Yeah. If, if if Unicron can feed him, mm-hmm. if he's like, okay, that's the source of that, that'll feed me for. Well, yeah, he sees it and he's like, holy shit, that's like an I'm hungry. Eon. Yeah. yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I got I got to fight a buffet. Yeah, I have to fist fight a buffet. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, if 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 that's the case, that's maybe the best thing I've heard, maybe all month. <laughs> I got to fist fight a buffet. Yeah, I'm gonna go to a buffet tomorrow and just put my fist in some potato salad or something. <laughs> and um, uh, but yeah, I I think he's um. I could, yeah, I I could see Galactus rolling Unicron. Yeah, I think when it comes right down to it, like a motivated Galactus is taking over Unicron. Yeah, like he's he's stripping him for parts. Yeah, he's leaving the husk on blocks. Oh yeah, on Cybertron yeah. as a as like a 
almost like a warning to Cybertron. Yeah. Like, keep building Energon cubes, yeah. or I'll keep coming back and fucking your planet up. Yeah. See, see Unicron? Yeah, yeah look what I that, did. Yeah, he probably, yeah he's like, he probably spit his head out, and they, that's still orbiting around the planet. Yes. Like. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the sen- not the Sentinel, the, the head yeah. in, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Floating around as a warning. Yeah. Yeah, that was Galactus. Galactus yeah. did that. Yeah, because Galactus, Galactus can take out... Uh, he can take one of those guys out. Oh, what are they called? Shit, we just we, we mentioned them last time you were here, I think. Yeah, the uh, the Celestials. The Celestials. Yeah, yeah it's just like a Celestial head, and they're they're bigger than um than Unicron. Yeah, I imagine because like Unicron, I mean, we don't know for sure, but when you see the cartoon, it's not like he's like a like a world size. Well, yeah, Transformers never got scale right. Yeah, they never really did what well was. I mean, obviously, it like, changes. It changes here and there. Starscream yeah. can carry Megatron like a gun. Yeah. So like, what's happening with the density I know, of the metal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, and plus like, because he when he transforms into a planet. Yes. You know when he's tra- when he's chomping on that planet in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's huge. He's massive. He's, he's like he's massive. planetary. Yeah, he's planetary. Yeah. He's the size of like Jupiter for God's mm. sakes. But uh, but when he transforms into into uh, when he first transforms into into the robot form. Mm. He uh, when he picks up um, picks Galvatron? Up Galvatron and he puts him in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. He's not planet size. He's more like um. I would give him like I don't know eight thousand feet. Eight thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. eight thousand feet, ten thousand feet. Considering that the Transformers about twenty five feet. Yeah. And he he picks him up and he's tiny in his fingers. Yeah. Like he kind of grabs him like you would grab an insect. Yeah, exactly. And he puts him in his mouth. Exactly. So yeah, let's give him like eight to ten thousand feet. Yeah, being generous, right? Yeah. But then when he's in planet form, he's the size of. He's planetary. Yeah, he's planetary. He's massive. So yeah, Transformers never. Got, maybe they have the ability to be whatever size they want. But wouldn't you want to be as big as you could be? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be huge, right? You just want to be massive all the time. Yeah. Because like, there's it's that old rule like the big guys don't know how to fight because they never had to. Yeah. Like they're gigantic, so everybody's like, oh, well, I'm gonna leave that guy the fuck alone. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Actually, another nerdy way to look at it is maybe because they're smaller, they're more energy efficient. Could be. Yeah. I, oh, that's a, it's so nerdy. That's so nerdy. It's I so can't nerdy. believe I can't believe I went there. No, no, it's fine because <laughs> I mean, like earlier this week, I got angry. At, when I read the words, um, Superman can beat no, no Goku can beat Superman. Yeah, and then the term the, the tagline was scientifically proven. Like no, number one no, number two no. Yeah, like there's no science behind this. Yeah. There's no, I mean these these are on these are like made up characters. Yes, these are lines on paper. Yeah, exactly. And that's all it is. There's no yeah. science here. That's like having a conversation with an inanimate an out of object. Yeah, yeah. It's just that was an old Michael Richards joke. Yeah. When he gets mad about stubbing his toe on a chair, it's yeah. the chair's fault. Yeah. The chair's inanimate. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not the chair's fault. You weren't looking where you were going. Yeah. And that's what this argument is. It's like, it's inanimate. Like, there's nothing there. I mean, I'm sure that, like, uh, there's always the arguments that Kurt Busiek years and years ago used to make about Captain America's the god of winning. Mm-hmm. So Captain America will beat Batman, no matter what. Because if there was a pantheon of gods in the Marvel Universe, Captain America is the god of winning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's a dumb way to put it. That's a very stupid way to put it. Yeah, it's like, it's juvenile. You like Captain America, so when you write Cap, he wins. He wins. But when DC writes Batman, Batman wins. Yeah. Like, DC had the argument that, well, when you see Batman, it's because he wants you to see him. Mm-hmm. Captain America only sees Batman because he wanted to be seen. So it's like, well, well, where's your argument now? And it goes back and forth, becomes a pissing contest. Oh yeah, nothing gets solved. Oh, nothing gets solved. Yeah, there yeah. was um, a lot of people have done those like battle things online where they say like Captain America versus Batman. Bat in the Sun does a lot of those. Yeah, and Batman. Yeah, Batman does. Uh, um, uh, I think Screw Attack. Those guys on Screw Attack. Um, they do. Uh, they do. Um, death battles. Mm-hmm. They had one with Spider Man versus. Uh, Oh, I can't remember. They, they did a bunch of them. They did like... Uh, oh, yeah, something good too, isn't it? It's like it's somebody from DC. It's like Spider-Man and, um, and I think not Nightwing. Oh, no, they did Spider-Man versus uh, Batman? Was it Spider-Man Batman or Spider-Man Damian Wayne? 
Uh, I feel like I've seen that one too. Yeah, they did. I know they did a Captain America versus Batman. Yeah. And uh, Batman killed, he literally killed uh, Captain America. No, no way. Yeah. And um, they did a bunch of, they did Ninja, they did, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. They did him versus Strider Hyru. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's really cool, man. That was a good one. But that's like borderline obscure that's for like obscure. almost everybody else but a gamer. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Strider destroyed him. Yeah, Strider doesn't take any shit. No, he's. Like, he's an intergalactic samurai ninja. Ninja, ninja. Yeah. yeah. And he's. A robotic cyborg ninja, and he's yeah. he's ten thousand years old. With that kick-ass dog, yeah, 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 and he's um, and he, apparently he can dodge, he dodges bullets. Really? Yeah, like he's, that's something. So I was like, oh, okay. That was my favorite looking game for a long time. The Strider? arcade game, yeah, the arcade Strider. Oh yeah, man, I still love the way the game looked. Oh yeah, like the level design was just bonkers. Oh yeah, Strider is to this day one of my favorite games. Yeah, man, it was like one of those like it almost an organic metal look to it. Mm-hmm. Like everything was alive, even though it was metal. Yeah, so bonkers. Oh yeah, that and Heavy Barrel. Heavy Barrel was good. Heavy Barrel was crazy good. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, remember. Remember Strider on uh, Sega Genesis? No, I never got around to it. That's a, it. Was it was the second one? It was the second. One, it was the one that came the the first Strider to come on sixteen bit. Yeah, because like Strider wasn't on, on Super Nintendo or NES. Wasn't Strider? And it was on on yeah. NES. Yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't the arcade game. No, it was um, it was a very blotchy game, but yeah. it had a bunch of stuff you could cheat on. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you know, I had to go around and get discs, and that would give you access to a different area. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's, so you had to go back to the uh, separate, the same level. So very like replayability RPG feel to it. Very RPG feel mm-hmm. to it. And so, uh, but, um, but at the same time, it's like the story was so cool. Yeah, it, it's, the game was completely out of left field, so it was like kind of cool to like go back and play it. Yeah, that was. I think that's what happened. I didn't give it the fair shot. Because it was so different than what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted Strider. Yeah, I didn't get Strider. Yeah, a lot of games like that. Um, Batman, was it Batman on Game Boy? wasn't Wasn't that? But I actually did give it another shot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Batman expected. It had the same, I think, the same box art as what you thought 1989 Batman was gonna be. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that at all. No, it had a completely different feel to it. But yeah. fuck, like it had like some weird shit. Like I mean, uh, upgrading your firearms and whatnot, mm-hmm. upgrading your batarangs to do different like cool little things. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it wins you over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Batman, like that was one of the few like movie games mm-hmm. or game based on a movie that first time when it came out yeah. just knocked it out. Like the, the first Batman on NES. On NES, yeah. Wow, what a that's game. a dark game. That the music, gameplay, yeah. everything just uh, um, was crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, great game. That game was the one where like when you turn it on, you think it's a glitch. Yeah. Like the second you turn it on, like the the intro music starts and it just doesn't stop. And you're yeah. like, is this a glitch? Oh what yeah. The fuck? And then you wait and it's like, no, no, it's there. They, okay, it's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, there's um. That's why I still think to this day that um I would still play even though I have like um yeah I still play Xbox One S and mm-hmm. you know play all those high end games. But I pretty sure we talked about this in an early podcast that um number one thing you should ask yourself when you're making a game is this game fun? Is it fun? And Nintendo got that right better than anybody else. Yeah, man. Every single time. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't remember what the ratio is, but it's definitely in the 90s. Like oh, yeah. They were 90 hit, they're, to they're, 1. Yeah, their hit rate was better yeah. than anybody. It was incredible, man. Mm-hmm. And that's for like both units, for, for NES and Super NES. Two, I, I think the two best consoles. I think so. I think, I'd agree. My, my personal favorite yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's an argument that PlayStation had some really good games on it. Mm-hmm. Like PlayStation was pretty fun. Yeah. But as far as like consistency and just like replayability... Ness was incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. really. Well, the the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I'm stoked. I'm, I I want to know what's gonna happen with the uh, the NX. We yeah. had the leak we were talking about earlier. It's out there. We we see it in a room connected to a TV. Yeah. Now whether or not that's real, we don't know, but um, it does look very Wii U ish in a sense. But apparently all the pieces come off. So like mm-hmm. when you put on the docking unit, 
the docking unit will allow it to be 4K. And when you take it off, like we were saying, it's 900p. And then the, the controllers apparently come off. And then you can plug them together or use them separately to be controllers for the, the 4K unit, the actual home unit. Wow. So it's got a lot of it's got a lot going on. Like it's got a lot going on to it. So I really think if they if they fail with this machine, that's it. Like that's a lot of money being thrown into it. Yep, that's because true. Because they kind of lucked out with Pokemon Go. And that wasn't even all Nintendo. Like that's kind no, of No, yeah, yeah, Nintendo didn't pocket that much from Pokemon no, Go. No. I mean, that was a really big hit for them, but that's not all Nintendo. Like they're getting they're not getting enough from that to save themselves. No, they they their um their cash reserves mm-hmm. are massive. Yeah. Uh, but um cuz thanks thanks to like, you know, the Wii sold Mm-hmm. Like oh my god, that thing. The Wii was bonkers. Yeah, it was bonkers. Everyone, Everybody had a Wii. Everyone had got it for one game. That's yeah. it. That, yeah, exactly. And um, it wasn't a good game machine. It was just a good like fun machine. It was a good party machine. Yeah, party machine. Yeah, you get yeah, your friends exactly. over, you play it, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I even like to, my, my Wii U. I use that as a, as a party machine. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's what I would use it for. Yeah. And um, but uh, this NX thing, uh, all the developer, the developers that I've heard, mm-hmm. like, especially Ubisoft, they they love it. They love it. Yeah, they're really saying some great things about it. Yeah. I, I'm concerned because like that could be a lot of stroking, but I mean Ubisoft has always been consistent about gameplay. Like as much as you don't like Ubisoft games, not you, but like anybody, if there's an issue that you might have with Ubisoft games, it's never gameplay. The gameplay is usually pretty tight, mm-hmm. especially like a weird like weird games like um, Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Such an odd game. The skill tree is just bonkers. Like it's a weird skill tree, but once you get into it, you learn what you're doing fairly quick. And you learn how to upgrade fairly quick, and you play it really well. Yeah, um, Mankind Divided was uh, mm-hmm. was really good. You played that, yeah? Yeah, I played it. Yeah, yeah. It's so it was quite quite a fun game then. I loved it. overall. Yeah, like yeah. like that game is like uh, when I watched it when I watched the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like some games you can you'll you'll want to download or play because um, oh yeah um, the graphics look crazy mm-hmm. or um, um, whatever this game looks like the, the story the story for that game mm-hmm. and the trailer just like it, you get it, it gets you in the into the game it convinces you to want to be a part of this exactly world. and yeah. like that's how like that's how for me like that's why that's what's so important in uh, in in games is story yeah. story yeah that's why i love like like halo like yeah. I'm, I'm a big xbox person mm-hmm. but um that's why i love halo because you care about the characters yeah and so they're not throwaway. They're not like Master Chief isn't just a bl- like a nameless character. No, even though he looks like them all. Yeah, he's got a storyline to him that you want to be a part of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. There there were a few games that I have like forgiven shitty gameplay for because the storyline was really good, mm-hmm. like engaging storyline. Um, Enslaved mm-hmm. was a big one for me. I played Enslaved, and at first it's like uh, it's just like it's TNA because they got a character like he was scantily clad female sidekick, mm-hmm. and like a beefy little Wolverine looking dude. This is gonna be awful because mm-hmm. it was like I think three dollars at uh, EB Games, mm-hmm. so I picked it up. And never have I been more engaged by a story when I expected so little from it. Yeah, like I really expected it to be total shit, and it wasn't. It's really good. The story is great. The characters are great. Everybody's important. No character is just there for. You know, to to cater towards an audience, mm-hmm. all the characters have a purpose. Yeah, and it was a great story. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, did you um? I, cause I remember. Did you ever go to uh? I guess back when you were kids. I think people who are too young to remember this, but uh, did you ever go to Trade and Play? Oh yeah, yeah. the old TMP games. TMP games. Yeah, there was one here in the town center. There was one in town center. I think there was also one in Heritage Mall, right? I think Heritage had one. I think yeah. so. I think there was one in the old Gateway as well. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The Gateway yeah. Lanes upstairs. Gateway Lanes upstairs. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I feel so old now. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, we're dating. Yeah. We're, we're dating right there. That's yeah. rough, man, because those were those were a long time ago. Yeah, man, you could uh, rent great Game Boy games from those places, and that's why I got into double trade and play. Yeah, that, that's what the, the, my first game I ever bought from there um, was. Uh, you got, I'm sure pretty sure that from the '80s. Remember that show, Airwolf? 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember Airwolf. Oh yeah, and I um I played it, mm. and I'm like, this game is such shit, and um I have to get rid of this, and then um one of my uh um, friends, do you remember Depeche? Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, he uh, we he had he just bought Mega Man two. Oh no way. And I said solid uh, game. Yeah, and I said um oh man I'm like uh. He's like, what do you have? And I said, oh, I, got, I just got Airwolf. Mm-hmm. And that show was, everyone watched it. And he's like, really? Yeah, Airwolf was, it oh, was great for kids. Right? Great. Yeah. yeah our so generation. Like, and um, I said, oh, uh, I said, what'd you get? And he's like, oh, I just got, I'm like, oh, Mega Man 2. I'm like, oh, Mega Man, because Mega Man 1 wasn't that great. No, it was a cool skeleton. It was Mega yeah. Man 2 was the game. Was the game. Yeah. And so I just said, um, uh, he's like, oh, I got Airwolf. And I was like, how is it? I'm like, oh, it's awesome. Totally lied. <laughs> and uh, I said, do you want to trade straight up? And he did. So you like NLP'd him. Like no, it's awesome. You're gonna awesome. love this yeah. thing. Yeah, down and then I got Mega Man Two, and to this day, I still think it's probably one of the best. It was a cool game. One that, of the that's best. the first. Okay, the first game. Could you take their powers? Couldn't remember. Yeah, you could, remember. yeah, but there's a scoring system. Yeah, and then Mega Man Two just simplified it. Yeah, and just um, polished it. Yeah, you take them out, you get their powers. Yeah, that's all, you, all there is yeah, to so it. all you do is get then the the music. Yeah, Mega Man Two, I think is is. For me personally, is one of the best games ever made. It was a, it was another cool looking game. Yeah, I mean, it was there were certain platformers that just nailed platforming. Yeah, they just understood what has to happen in a platformer. Oh yeah, things weren't just there for like kind of half ass use. Like in Mega Man Two, you could jump up what you thought was going nowhere mm-hmm. and go somewhere really cool. Oh yeah, like on on the platforms or whatnot, like the moving sidewalks. Oh yeah, you, you end up somewhere very neat. Then maybe you didn't have to get there mm-hmm. to go there to finish the game or to even play the level. Oh yeah, but yeah, they gave you a lot of cool options. Yeah, I. I to this, and then when you found when you found I, I said how's Airwolf mm-hmm. I saw him the, I saw him like a couple of days ago I'm like how's Airwolf and he's like he's so pissed off I hate you man he's like he's like a fucking and he's to this day yeah. about twenty five years later yeah he's like uh, he goes man I fucking hate you I still I still can't get over I, I can't get over when right? you screwed me on Airwolf yeah I'm like well, and he's like uh, I'm like that's weird because I still play Mega Man two on my emulator <laughs> <laughs> just putting salt in there absolutely yeah I that's think. rough man so yeah that's um. Uh, yeah, never don't give up on old school gaming. No man, don't give up. On, I mean, there are certain things, uh, certain things I'm not a huge fan of. Like I don't like the um, the idea of somebody just cashing in on the old eight bit. Like so many games on your phone and on on the iTunes or uh, the App Store, both Google and Apple, yeah, are just like eight bit monstrosities. They're eight, yeah, they're eight bit, they're, they're eight bit monstrosities. Yeah, they're just awful. Mm-hmm. But um, there are a lot of real hits out there. Like Noodle Cake is a company making really great games that are eight bitty. I don't know if they're like I don't know if they're on the on the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. They're definitely on the Google Play Store. Yeah, they've been making great games. They feel very eight bit. Feel in line with the worlds that you want to go to, like Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the run, they they've got their own take on the uh, the Endless Runners. Oh, or it's like an Endless Runner Castlevania style in a mansion, but it's an Endless Runner. Oh, okay. All you control is the, the punch. That's it. So cool shit like that. Oh shit, man. Yeah, man. I, I mean, think with with a uh, Castlevania vibe to it. Yeah, exactly. Anything, Castlevania yeah. was solid. Yeah, because I remember him from the and the, the remember the Super Mario Brothers show and Captain N. Yeah, that's right. And Captain N, Simon Belmont. Oh, oh man. I, that, that guy was my hero. Arrogant. I forgot about that altogether. Yeah, he just wanted to crush ass like. Yeah, like, man. He was guy. not a. Uh, he's not a good role model. Oh, he's horrible for kids of that era. Yeah, but imagine that guy who's so vain. Yeah. And just wears a puffer, puffer jacket, a winter jacket all the time. Vania. Yeah. <laughs> Vania. <laughs> Rough man. Oh, no movie though, eh? Like they never got like their own franchise outside of the games. No, they didn't. They had. Do did they have a series, a TV show? No. I don't or was think that so. just in that? I feel like there was a cartoon, or at least a um, like an anime, maybe. Maybe an anime. Yeah. Yeah, because I know there was a there was a Ninja Gaiden an- anime, mm-hmm. and uh, but. Um, and it was, a, but I, w- I was watching it and it's weird. The Ninja Gaiden anime. It's weird. And it's not, um, it, 
you would think a Ninja Gaiden anime would be like because because it's very um um very old school noir mm-hmm. like the. the um, Ninja Gaiden. Like you mean the the NES game? The NES game, right? Cause yeah. Because that's the first game that actually had like cutscenes. Yeah, it had great cutscenes too. Unbelievable. And you're right. Ones. No, they were very noir. Like yeah. it was an actual like investigative story exactly. behind what Ryu was doing. It was his yeah. father or his girlfriend or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought the anime was gonna be like that. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting much from it. So it's from the nineteen like nineteen ninety or something like that. Yeah. I like I love old school Japanese animation. I like it better than the new the new stuff. They they were weird. They're weird. They're weird and cool, man. Yeah. And um, yeah. uh, but. Everybody's just fucking everybody. Oh yeah, it's, it's like weird. like a children's franchise. Like, oh, you yeah. made a Super Mario Brothers anime in 1990. Mm-hmm. Like someone's fucking a tentacle. Oh yeah, this is gonna happen. Oh, yeah, it's just weird. I'm just having nightmares now about it. And uh, there was a, uh, um, but I was watching it and I'm like, okay, I was wa- in the first episode. It's like uh, Ryu, um, Ryu fighting like um, a bunch of like you know ninjas who can't be killed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was, as the further I got to it, I'm like, this is really dumb. I hate that. It got it got dark because yeah. it, it got more uh, light light because I thought it should be dark. It should be like yeah. violent, bloody, and all that stuff. Then it, 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 it there's two girls going shopping and shit like that. I'm yeah, like, I, I don't need that. Like I don't need weird character building for characters I'm not going to give a shit about. Yeah. And if you do show me two broads going to the shopping mall, one of them better start fighting a ninja real quick. Yeah. And turn out to be Ryu's long lost like missing girlfriend. Yeah. Or kill one. Yeah. yeah. Or kill one of them. Or kill one off. Yeah. Give the other one a purpose to hate the ninjas. Yeah. Exactly. Make her train to be a ninja. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, like give her now you've built a, we could write one right now Absolutely. could write like a storyline so. for where they failed yep one of my favorite all time storylines for games ever was River City Ransom on the NES right there god I love that game like when I think of old school game storylines I think of that yeah I think that was Japan's idea of what high school American high school American high school was yeah. like yeah, they had no idea. Yeah, they had no idea. They were thirty, but I think they were about thirty years late. Yes, and um, like greased hair. Yeah, t-shirts and jeans. They and just... watched The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "That's what we do." Yeah, that's America. That's America. America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make it, write it. Yeah, they're like that. that that's it. Uh, should we go there and just check and do, do some research? No, no. Yeah, it's two, do, it's two do kids yeah. from Japan who are like, "No, no, no we're, we can yeah, do this." Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, I actually I was just playing that last week. No way. And um, I just played it by myself. I just um. Uh, I got the cheat code that gives you all the weapons and like all the hands of stone, hands of stone, like dragon yeah. feet, and all <laughs> dragon that feet, acro circus, and like the oh javelin god, throw. acro circus is so good. Yeah, and uh, I just went through the entire game, and it's excellent. It's so so much fun. And I was actually with and when I was in California, I was hanging out with my niece, and she has a Wii U, and I said, mm-hmm. I said, uh, and we're sitting. It was plus forty outside. We couldn't do anything. I'm like, it's too hot. I said, uh, Have you played River City Ransom before? She's like, No. How old is she? Uh, she's grade. Uh, she's in grade eleven. Okay, so appreciation of gaming age, so she can she can play. She understands video games and oh, yeah. enjoys them. Yeah, she likes playing yeah. like, but she likes playing like Dance Dance Revolution and all that stuff, right? They will. Yeah, that's, they, that's, they will. Oh yeah, absolutely. So no, no nothing, no wrong, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, so I said, I'm like, okay, fine. So we went on Virtual Console. We downloaded River City Ransom. Like, hey, this is the game. Very simple. This is to punch. This is to kick. Just mm-hmm. beat the living hell out of everybody. We'll collect collect money. And we'll get books. We'll, we'll read them, and we'll know. We'll get, we'll get moves, and it makes the game easier. We'll go to the store. We'll buy some books. Yeah, and it's gonna tell us how to kick ass harder. Yeah, exactly. And when we're, when we're getting weak, we'll go get some waffles, or get some like get some lasagna, or get a pound I cake, mean, or whatever. That's like that's in the game. Like I don't know if anybody's listening to this thing. Like what are they talking about? Like yeah. there, there was an RPG element. Yeah. That deep in a NES game. In a NES game that wasn't Link or yeah. wasn't Castlevania. Yeah. Just exactly. kids going to get their girlfriend back. Yeah. Like a guy helping his brother get his girlfriend back mm-hmm. on the streets. Yep. And it had a map. And a map. Like it had a crazy map too because like you could walk all the way to the end of a level or you could walk into the next street over, mm-hmm. get your food and come back and go down the street again. Yep. 
Yeah, man, incredible. Yeah, you can get you can get massages that help you with your stamina. Yeah, and um, they, yeah, there's nudity in there. They showed like one of the guys' ass in that movie when you get when he's getting a, a sauna. I think he's like in the sauna <laughs> when he's doing the towel on the back. It's like a little chubby eight bit ass. Yeah, like, the eight bit ass. Yeah. And, oh my um, god. I know, and that game is uh um, like that's so cool that you have that. That's uh, it's my all time favorite game. That's your number one. Like, game? That's my number one game of all time. That's a that's I a really very, very good it, pick. Yeah. That was like, because I think maybe because it hit me at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like it hit me at the time I really wanted something different. I didn't want, um, like you know, Double Dragon, where it was it was cool and all that, but it, it seemed a little bit more aggressive than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But this was just like lighthearted and fun and still really dark. And then you could pick up chains and shit. Somebody yeah. got a rock or knuckle dusters. Yeah, or an alum- or like an aluminum rod. <laughs> yeah, an aluminum rod. Like you could, you would get something. And then there was food, and there's an RPG to it, and yep. the massages, like all this weird shit you could do. Yeah, it's like I didn't know that games that cute, like that cutesy with weird stumpy little characters, could be that awesome at the same yeah. time. And um, I and I don't, um, and for people say like, oh, I don't like that game. Like, what can you hate about that yeah, game? It's like hate. Like, I one one thing that stuck with me years ago. Somebody said, how can you hate that? That's like hating toast. Yeah. It's like what? Why do you hate <laughs> toast? How can you hate toast? Yeah. Hating River City Ransom is like hating toast. Yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's such a great game. Uh, um, if you're listening and you haven't played it, d- and you're our virtual age, console, yeah, yeah, go go on virtual console, get it. Yeah, and it's the don't, best. It's don't a, get the codes though. Don't get the codes. Just yeah. play. Yeah, just play it all the way through. Yeah, collect your Earn money. Earn the codes. Earn the codes. Mm-hmm. Don't get any. When you, remember, when you're in that tunnel and you find that secret door, and you can get all those magical things like oh, Zeus's right. sword and stuff like that. There's a weird little like you didn't know where it was because all dark. Yeah, but you had to count your steps and then kind of push right, and you're in. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. You, you don't that stuff is you don't have to get that. No, you don't it's, need any it, of that stuff. It's, it's 250 bucks. Don't get any of it. Just yeah. get just get just get cowboy boots, dragon feet, stone hands, and just. Um, I found um, stone hands and dragon feet. And the one that could let you like use the whip weapon, really fast, the weapon jabs, fast. Yeah, that's yeah. um, uh, what was it? Because like once you get that with the chain, you're just walking you're through that game. Yeah, now you're good to go. Yeah, and um, oh my god, what is it called? Grand Slam. Grand Slam. Yeah. Yes, because you're hitting something out of the park. Out of the park. <laughs> what an awesome game, man! <laughs> I've got a love for that game, and I, I I think Raji somewhat agrees. Like I think we have a different number one. Mm-hmm. I love that for the same reason I love the Burbs. As my number you one, you and Raji love that movie. <laughs> number one favorite comedy of all time. Really, I've got that over Ghostbusters. I've got that over like The Golden Child and Coming to America. I think Raji's is Coming to America. If I'm I, not mistaken. I thought his was The Burbs. It might be. <laughs> Burbs is number two if it ain't number one. No way. Now we bonded over that. Like that was one of the first things I think we said to each other in junior high, like seventh grade. Hey, brown guy, brown guy, cool. Burbs, Burbs, nice, nice. Comic books, excellent. We're friends now. <laughs> that's just how it's gonna go. That's the best way to do it. Nah, man. But yeah, there's something about it. I think it was another one of those things where it came at a time when um, I know I remember exactly when I saw it too. We were gonna go see Ninja Turtles, uh, TMNT one in 1990 in Red Deer, and it was sold out. Yeah. And my cousin was like, "Well, I guess I'll go to the the what's it called? Whatever video store it is, 24 hour video. Let's go see what they got over there. They had the Burbs. We watched that, and it was like just fucking great. Like it took the sting off of missing Ninja Turtles, mm. which we saw the next day anyway. But like yeah. it took the sting off it. Yeah. And yeah, man, I just there was something so weird about it, and the idea that that kind of shit could happen in your neighborhood. I think when I saw it, I must have been 12 or 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, this kind of shit could be happening right under our own fucking noses. Yeah. Get your binoculars, boys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're hunting Clopex. Yeah, no kidding. I, that movie actually reminds me of like what I want to do this uh, this Halloween is uh, I want to go clown hunting. That dude in uh, the UK? The, have you heard about that guy? Yeah. The Batman? <laughs> He's going clown hunting now? Yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Clown I would. Hunting. Don't go get your asses killed. Yeah. But I mean, at the same don't. time, like that's... 
if a clown gets within striking distance of me, I'm not asking questions, man. Oh, no, I'm going to crack it. Yeah, he's going to front kick to the face. Yeah, like, it's, it's and I'm not the toughest over. guy in the world, but I will, like, um, I'll, I'll put that guy in the dirt. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think you you rifle off one sweet-ass front kick to the face, Anderson Silva style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're putting that guy down. Like the way Dolph did it to that guy in uh, I Come in Peace, that guy, when I broke into that, uh, that diner. Do one of those, too. The roundhouse. The roundhouse. <laughs> the mistaken, accidentally <laughs> yeah. connected roundhouse. You mean the face. You missed your marks, man. Sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, you came in too hot, and I came in too hot. I'm the star. You're the stunt man. You paid for it. Yeah, you like, paid you for it. You ate that. Yep. That's oh, rough, yeah. dude. What's called? What do you got for notes? Uh, we're kind of hitting them all, man. We were going to talk about the uh, the Nintendo NX. I was going to ask you if you've gotten around to Gears of War, Gears Four. No, I haven't. Mm. I got. I watched the um, the demo for it, the mm. live, the real footage for it. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my take on it. These are. I will always hit these. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, I'm always keeping this shit in the brain. Excellent. So, like you guys, yeah, I got them. I got you guys covered. Excellent. My note. Perfect. My note. Shit. The um, what I um. Here's my thing on Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Um, first things out of the way, I love Gears of War. The I original finished, trilogy. The original trilogy. I finished one, two, and three. Full disclosure, I never played them. They look great. I wasn't an Xbox guy. Mm-hmm. wasn't like a hate thing. I just never got around to them. Okay. So you'll be educating. Okay, so Gears of War is... Uh, um, I think the thing that grabs you by it is like, once again, the story behind... The story in Gears of War is... I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's crazy. Um. The level design in Gears of War is fantastic. Yeah, that was like, every time I saw it, I kind of felt like, fuck, I wish I had an Xbox. Yeah. It looks really good. It looks fantastic. And um, uh, the thing also is that um, the gameplay, mm-hmm. um, it's it's fantastic. It's great. Now, is it is it a game based on the cover system? Like, the cover system is kind of like the is. main aspect. It is, yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, but when Gears of War first came out, mm-hmm. um, that's when the cover when cover system wasn't as, I guess, taboo, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it was kind of like, it really was the first game yeah. to be, like, a cover system game. Yeah, and it was a third-person shooter. Yeah. Now, if nobody knows, what we mean by cover system is you find cover while taking fire. Well, yeah, while well, you're taking fire, and yeah. then you, then you um, find a way to, either, like, go to the side, yeah. or... Um, you time your action yeah, to be able to take guys out. Yeah, so when the other guy's reloading, you get up, mm-hmm. and then you either, um, you advance to the next to the next it's like playing paintball yeah so if your guys like uh, not shooting you you take your time when, when you think the time is right jump to jump closer jump to your next location yeah so um, yeah and then you can use grenades or you can um um if you're, if you're up close to the guy you can chainsaw him and it's it, the the gore and the brutality in the game is um it's really intense yeah so um alien villains right yeah and they're okay. pretty gross and yeah. uh, but and also you can call like you have a satellite where you can like once you uh aim it mm-hmm. it'll fire a laser down and if you have, oh, they have wow. these massive spiders that come out of the ground yeah and uh you do that and it'll kill those things all right then. yeah so it's a very cra- and so vi- it's intense it's a very vi- it's a very vis- uh, visual visceral. um intense action game yeah and that's why it was so popular mm-hmm. like the re- um a lot of people a lot of people don't know this but like um for the original uh for the xbox 360 um they were gonna um put only a certain amount of ram in that um in that uh, in console. the machine yeah but the, the, the producer, Cliff Blazinski of mm-hmm. Gears of War, said, no. Um, he needed more. You guys need more RAM to play to, to put in the system to play these games. Mm-hmm. So based on that game alone, they doubled the RAM. They juiced up that they machine, They juiced huh? up the, the Xbox oh, wow. 360. And that's back in 2006. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at they did a comparison between uh, Gears of War 4 and the original Gears of War. Mm-hmm. And that game still looks really good. It still holds up. Yeah, it still looks really good. Yeah. I mean, and that's without the um, the HD, like what are they not the HD story, but the the upresing when they go and like they yeah. re- remap the exactly. game or reskin the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's um it's it looks it, it like so if you haven't played the game, mm-hmm. 
um, give it a chance. Yeah, it's a pretty solid game. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a really really good game, and uh, like the gameplay, it's very addictive. Like mm-hmm. I like I'm very choosy when I play games because like that's that's what you're doing is you're you're giving your time to towards. Yeah, it. that's a great point. Yeah, you're giving your time into this game. The gameplay has to like it's got to reciprocate that. Exactly. To you. Yeah. yeah, I I, I hate playing. I'm like that was a waste of time. Why did mm-hmm. I play that game? Right. So there's that's why I only buy a very very few games. Yeah. Um, Gears of War is one of those games where like you can. I was one of those guys where, like, day one, I got the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that really was, like, you knew right away this is going to be something I want to play. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But uh, I haven't gotten around to Gears of 4. Uh, is Gears of War 4 out now? 4 is. I believe it's out now. I think it's out now, right? Yeah. So, like, I haven't gotten around to it mm-hmm. um, uh, just because I've been busy. But, like, um, I got that, Forza, and, and Halo. Like, yeah. Like, the flagship titles for... for um, those really are their, their heavy hitters. Their heavy hitters, yeah. right? I will get every single one of those games. Like, mm-hmm. like Forza Horizon 3 just came out. Best racing game I've ever played in my life. Really? It is... Well, I say that a lot. Really? Yeah. If, no, but it's, but um, I mean it is. I mean yeah. like Forza. I think I stayed away from a lot of those just because they were almost too technical. I could find myself rabbit holing those games. Like, if I get into a game that technical, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Luke as well. Luke loves them because they're technical. And yeah. He has the same issue. Like he he likes the idea of a car moving realistically mm-hmm. and having the ground be an issue. So like when you see streaks like tire streaks on the ground, you know to slow your ass down. Yeah. You can't just go over the grass because you're gonna slow down. You're gonna damage your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think, like, well, I want Burnout. Like, I want Street Fighter with cars. Yeah. I want Burnout Revenge. Mm-hmm. But then I find myself getting almost a little bit too technical with that as well. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to get that deep into it. With yeah. racing games. Yeah, see, I think that's what um, I think that's what Forza Horizon um, mm-hmm. offers. Because it's... Because uh, Forza... The, Mort- the technicality to it? Like, the technical aspect? Well, that's that's the thing about Forza um, Motorsport. Because there's mm-hmm. Forza, Forza Motorsport and there's Forza Horizon. Okay. So, Forza Motorsport is that um, Gran Turismo kind of uh, oh, okay. um, simulation. Yes. So that, that's, that's what it is. It's a simulation. It's, it's simulation, right? Um, but it's it's all track based. Mm-hmm. Um, but Forza Horizon Three is is more arcade based. Okay. And so it's less about like simulation. It's more about and like you can still like swap parts. You can like you can tune your engines. You can paint and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more of a community game. Yeah. Like so, so is Forza Motorsport, but like but, but in a very different way. In a different way, yeah. right? But uh, like you know, like Forza Motorsport Six that, that that came out a little while ago that runs at sixty frames per second. Blah blah. blah. Um, but Forza Motorsport Three, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorry, Forza Horizon Three runs at it runs at thirty frames per second, mm-hmm. but it feels, feels better. Like sixty. It feels better than Forza Motorsport Six. Forza mm-hmm. Motorsport Six. It's got that like is it just the, the motion effects are yeah, just that much better. Yeah, it just they they everything came together so well in that game. Yeah, the game has very few faults. Like, like that's it's very hard to fault that game. It's tough, man. It's tough to make a racing game. Yeah, like if you want to race on the beach, you can take your car on the beach, and you're yeah. in, you're in Australia. You can race anywhere. That's um, cool. Yeah, and that's you can, really cool. Yeah, so um, you can uh, um, there's just the game has so much to offer. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you want to dive into a, a current ge- current generation racing game, mm-hmm. Forza um, is your pick. I would Horizon over most motorsports. Motorsports for, for you? No, for you. What's what's yours? For me, well, since I have all the Forza, Forza motorsports for this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with five because it was a launch title. Yeah. Um, that I felt that was kind of rushed because the, there wasn't as much um, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, are we looking at different, like, are there different, um, I guess, branches of the company making these games? Like, is it like Motorsports got one team, got another team for Horizon, another team for Five? Because it seems like they're pretty tight. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Because uh, cause there's Turn 10 Studios. That's, yeah. That's, that's under Microsoft. Okay. Um, and there's Playground Games. I think they're... They're the ones who do Forza Horizon. All right, but they use the, the same game engines as because they, they for Turn Ten and those guys work. Together. Yeah, they're all they're all obviously the same same house. It's like oh, yeah. Rockstar. Rockstar's yeah. got Montreal and Los Angeles, whatever they have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So they do share the technology because one's in a um, 
uh, the, one of them is in uh, like the Forza Motorsport team. Mm-hmm. Um, turn ten. They're in Redmond, Washington. They're they're on Microsoft campus basically. Oh, they're right there. Yeah, they're and the then the house. other one is Playground. They're, they're in they're in uh they're in Europe. They're in, okay. U- in the UK. Yeah. So uh, there's um if you're gonna jump into a current generation racing game mm-hmm. for you for example, um for you I would say get Forza Horizon. 3. Horizon's the one, huh? Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean that's like I really want to just jump in, do my thing, jump out. Yeah. Like, I, d- I don't want to be there for a day and a half. No, if you just want to get there and just drive around, just yeah. have some fun and. Uh, you know, buy some cars and uh, just drift on the beach mm-hmm. and just uh, go explore. Yeah, man. And uh, just smash into stuff and uh, get points for drifting and stuff like that's that. It. That's it. That's all I want to do. That's your game. That's that's my guy. Like, I don't want career mode. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking for that. I did that in sports games and it, it ruined me. It's like all I did was work, work, and play games. Mm-hmm. It's like go to job one, come back, get 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 your guy up. Yeah. Go, oh, to, yeah. go to game, go to work job number two, come back and like raise your stats again. Yeah. It's like it just becomes like a, a world building thing. That's why I can't get into Fallout. Like the more Dan talks about Fallout Four, the you're less I want to yeah, play. Yeah, you're it. telling me Dan's a huge Fallout Four oh, guy. Gigantic. I mean, he's like he's a world builder. To him, Fallout Four is like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll kind of deny that sometimes. Like, oh yeah, you're getting like really into it. And then he'll he's like, no, 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 I'm not. And then he'll tell you about his like his location he's built and the turrets and the idiots who live there and how they don't defend when everybody shows up and those guys just taking out his turrets and he'll run across the world to defend his little his little encampment his camp. And he's like, "What are you people doing? Like, friggin' shoot back! <laughs> this is crazy, man." I'm like, oh, "You're way. you're playing a like a, a boss simulator. You're playing supervised simulator. Holy! You're supervising this idiot camp in Fallout 4. I can't do it, man." Well, kudos to him. That's awesome. The yeah. uh, um, I apparently I think I told we touched upon this a little while ago. Um, when ex- when uh, Microsoft announced uh, Project Scorpio, their mm-hmm. ne- their next uh, console, that game trailer. Um, they had the guy who the head of uh. Uh, the, the guy who made Fallout 4, basically. Oh, from Bethesda. From Bethesda, yeah. yeah. And he said, we're moving Fallout 4 to 4K. To, to 4K. To 4K VR. Well, to, to Scorpio. Yeah, it's going to be released on Scorpio, and mm-hmm. it's going to be in, in virtual reality. And I, I don't know I know you're not a fan of virtual reality. I'm, I'm not, not against you, it. But you're not there yet. I'm not there yet. Like, yeah. I'm not convinced yet that it's something I want to jump into right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I hate 3D. Mm-hmm. I just dislike 3D in general altogether. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not, a, it's not a fault of the technology. I think 3D as technology is really good. I think the person behind the technology is always fucking up 3D. Mm-hmm. Even James Cameron. Everybody loves Avatar. I hated Avatar. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a it was an all right story, fun story. The characters are relatable. They're very base. I mean, it's Pocahontas. We've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. So we're into it. It's no big deal. But I don't like it when I've got a guy who's creating a 3D world and creating so much layers, so many layers of depth in the world, but the foreground is sharp or blurred out. The middle ground is sharp and the background is really blurred yeah, out. Yeah, we talked about effect. this, yeah. It's like your eye doesn't want to do that. No. It's like have you ever seen like when um like some websites have that effect on their as their back their wallpaper their mm-hmm. background. You load up this in depth website in your phone, and it's all blurred out, and yeah. you're waiting for it to snap into place because you think maybe it's a fault of my Wi Fi or my device, but it never does. Yeah. And that's the load screen. It's just like you don't want to look at that. You don't want to look at blurry things. Yeah, I, I see what you mean because like yeah. even like when um like in the first scene of Avatar when you're uh when you're watching in 3D like uh, when he wakes up in that, that in the big thing the, that, the, the uh, that deprivation tank the or whatever sleep thing yeah that sleep thing and then he, the, that water drop like hits his whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah that's cool when you see it you're like wow that's in 3D or it's super sharp or whatever you're watching really well done. in Blu-ray or whatever yeah but the background what there's nothing there no yeah so I can't do it man like when they went to that where they're being told what's inside the the Avatar things when you lie down in the beds mm-hmm. they make you the Avatar or they make you the um the brain behind the avatar. Yeah. That whole sequence to me is just like, it hurts your eyes, man. Yeah, it does. Like, I just don't like it. Yeah. He does a, there are certain rules you have to go by. Like, I think it's two seconds or three seconds to hold that frame 
or at least build the frame slow, like it doesn't move very much in that time mm-hmm. to let the viewer kind of adapt themselves to that, that scene. Yeah. And he does that a lot, but um, I just don't like that effect, the bokeh effect of that blurriness. Just no, throws not me at off, all. man. Yeah, because I was watching, um, uh, I watched that, and then I turned it towards, uh, like, cause we, after we talked about this, I think we talked about this at another podcast. Um, I went, I, I watched uh, Prometheus mm-hmm. in 3D. Yeah. And uh, it's a completely different story. It's very different. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's completely everything different. Everything is sharp. Yeah, everything is like because like you like as it for an eye. Mm-hmm. I think Ridley Scott has the best eye, for lack of a better term. In, yeah. in movies. Yeah, like only he, absolutely. Yeah, he's um he knows exactly he he knows exactly what he wants. Yeah. And uh, like I'm not saying James Cameron is not not talented. He's one of the best. Oh no, he's he's a like yeah. he's the innovator yeah. of cinema. Like there are lots of things that he's done that other people won't touch because he's done he's done them so well. Yeah. You know, it's like sci-fi in general, alien. Like, I mean, you'll never recreate um, aliens. Like, the idea of taking the the original story, uh, a horror story, and turning into, like, a sci-fi masterpiece. I mean, I think that's all James Cameron. I think they have an idea to go back there, but then he turns it into that. Yeah, like, look at like look how influential Aliens was. Yeah. It's, uh, there, there would be no Gears of War without Aliens. No, yeah, Space Marines? Like, you would never have Space Marines if not for that movie. Yeah, the, 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 Aliens has been in everything. Mm-hmm. It's been in Ninja Turtles. It's been in everything. It was one of the most, um, I guess, like, iconic secret scenes in movies for me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, the uh, the twin guns that sense motion. Like, I mean, I remember seeing that thing to myself. Like, a buddy told me about that. And I was like, ah, you're fucking, you're full of shit. doesn't exist. It's not out there. When I saw it on, like, a, like TBS or some shit like that. Probably not TBS, but some channel. Like it was on TV. I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta call him up and Did apologize. Yeah. I gotta phone that guy. Yeah. I gotta Scott, apologize." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I I got the Alien Quadrilogy on Blu-ray, and they were there was it has everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show you how the making of it, and it had the, those deleted scenes in there. And I was watching them again. Those scenes that they took out, the director's cut. Yeah. Okay, it those scenes make that movie make a great movie even better. Yeah, they're they're epic and how epic. they're they're almost missing yeah and when you see them you're like what the fuck yeah because they because it dials up the tension yeah. up to 11 it really does because when those ammo counters when you see the numbers going down mm-hmm. like it's it's incredible that movie is intense yeah yeah those movies are really intense yeah like like even like you can watch it to this day and it, the movie hasn't aged a bit no it, it looks really good yeah it was on um amc not too long ago yeah my mom i remember i was like i came in to do something upstairs and uh she was watching it and she's like what what is this i think this is alien or aliens. She's like, is, what is it? I'm like, well, now you're watching it. So I taped it for her. Yeah. Let her watch it. Came back a few days later. I'm like, did you uh, did you watch Aliens? She's like, oh, yeah. That was really, that was something. Mm-hmm. Like the freaking thing and then the girl. And like, are they dead? Are they in the thing in the box? Like, is the robot dead? They cut them in half and there's like milk everywhere. I'm like, no, it's it's cool. They're going to they're gonna go back. But yeah, they're all dead. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> just, dead. just so you know, they're all dead by her. Oh, yeah. That and she's was... in jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was just. With rapists. With rapists. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I just. Um, that movie, because like even if you watch the 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 the, the special edition now, like mm-hmm. the twentieth anniversary, no thirtieth anniversary, it's gotta be now, yeah, yeah, and um, eighty six, eighty five, eighty six, eighty six, yeah, it was yeah. eighty six, two thousand sixteen, yeah, they just released it, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks as good, yeah, it looks, it's it, a beautiful movie, it's man. a beautiful movie, but that's the beauty of like practical effects, like, practical Absolutely. effects just don't age. Oh yeah, I mean they might they might have gotten better ways to do things, but like when you see um was it was it Hellboy? Hellboy had that one the one monster. Uh, Hellboy oh, yeah. two in the yeah. Golden Army. Hellboy two, yeah. It had the the prince's sidekick mm-hmm. with the chain, ball, the ball and chain fist. Mm-hmm. Like fuck, like I can forgive all the clunky movements because somebody took the time to build that. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks incredible. Oh yeah, like the the queen looks. Yeah, man. She looks scary. 
as fuck. Like, yep. it's it all looks really good. Like yeah. all that Pan's Labyrinth, all the Gil- well, Guillermo del Toro, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Which is uh, Hansel and Gretel, the Witch Hunters. Mm-hmm. They had that one weird thing that moved around. Like yeah. everything looks so good. Like it just because it's real. Yeah, it's tangible, and you forgive all the inconsistencies. Yeah, because like it's it's there, and aliens, aliens benefits from that. Yeah, it's like everything that's there is something you can touch. That hand, uh, the face hugger, is some dude with his hand inside that thing with a green screen sleeve just running behind it, right? Oh yeah, there was that guy who who um, and even like when they made that scene where uh, um, if you watch the special edition, how they got that scene where like you remember when the face hugger's running towards Ripley mm-hmm. and then in the rain, like when they went in that in that room, yeah, and it jumps and then it jumps it jumps on her face, mm-hmm. um, and then she's trying to fight it off. That's all done with reverse ph- photography. Oh, get out! Yes. So they run that whole scene backwards. Backwards. Yeah. Yeah, and then they pull they, they pull it to the screen on, while it's on the on the ledge. Yeah. And then they they do it all in reverse photography. That's bonkers, man. Yeah. We were we were actually just talking about this on I believe the last podcast mm-hmm. about um, Gerard Butler mm-hmm. and his most underrated role was Dracula in Dracula 2000. Oh yeah. Awful movie. Oh man, but that Butler is awful. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Storyline is weird. I mean, the the actors are all weird. Danny Masterson plays like a weird vampire hunter. Danny Masterson's in that. Yeah, he's in right, that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like Danny Masterson and um, not Omar Epps. Maybe it is Omar Epps. Omar Epps is in that movie. I think. Yeah, I believe yeah. he's in it. And then uh, what's his name? Sick Boy from uh, from Train Spotting. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller. Yeah, it is Johnny Miller, right? Isn't he Johnny from- Johnny Lee Miller? Is he was from- he Sick Boy or was um oh, the Scottish was, one? Was he? They're all Scottish. Was he in um uh, what's that? Hackers. Yeah, he was in the Hackers too. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Miller. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Miller. But um, Dracula 2000. It's I mean, as bad as it is, it's got the best Dracula storyline. Mm-hmm. His own personal storyline. That movie. Mm-hmm. The whole movie shit, except for his storyline and his explanation of how he or why he's Dracula. So you got to watch just for that. Mm-hmm. But they've got a, a scene with his wives. He's got because he always has the three witches, right? The three wives. Yeah. The wives are walking towards screen, all herky jerky, weird motion because the entire thing is shot in reverse photography. The entire thing is backed up. So as they walk away from the screen, their dresses are flowing. It's great. But when you play that back for them walking towards you, mm-hmm. it's so unnatural. Like the movement is so unnatural. And oh. it's beautiful. And it's it's Jerry Ryan, isn't that as well? Mm. Looking awesome. Awesome as always. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Ryan in her prime, man, back in her heyday. Oh, yeah. She looked like she could beat the shit out of you and just be pretty to look at. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I just, oh, Jerry Ryan. Yeah. yeah. She'll do. <laughs> that'll she that'll will do. do. Yeah. And um, I, I just think there's... um. Uh, there's such an emphasis on um, like, like special effects. I think we talked about this, but like how um, you have um, uh, CGI, like heavy CGI, takes you out of, can, takes me out of the movie. Oh yeah, it does, and that's why um, um, I think I told you earlier that I that's why I can't watch those Avengers movies, like the Marvel movies. Yeah, we we mentioned that as yeah. well. It's and just it, too much. It's too much. Like you think like, I I think I I didn't see. And I think, like, you know, my opinion doesn't matter, but, like, the... No, uh, I, I think it does. I, uh, you represent the audience. Yeah, because I, I don't, like, I didn't see, uh, um, what's that one called? Uh, what was that, the last Avengers movie called? Not Civil War, the one before that. Age of Ultron. Yeah, Ultron. I didn't, wa- I didn't bother watching that. You, you don't need to. No. Like, it's just, like, it's so inconsequential. Yeah. Even if I needed to, yeah, I wouldn't have watched it. Well, you can do it. I mean, that Aziz Ansari thing, right? Yeah. Like, were you here when you were talking about that? The yeah, Wikipedia yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah, just Wikipedia. Like, Wikipedia. read the whole thing except for the last paragraph. Yeah. Then go watch the last 15 minutes. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. Oh, yeah. It's like you've already seen it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, um, it's, it, t- it just takes you out of it. Yeah. Even though I watched the first Avengers, I was like, okay, yeah, this is entertaining, but it's like, there's no, like, CGI, like, heavy use of CGI. Yeah. 
it just takes you out of the movie. It's, it's rough, man. Yeah. Because like that's that's why the Star Wars movies suck. Mm-hmm. Like the the callbacks, right? The uh, the callbacks. Actually, this is a callback. Mm-hmm. We're going back to that. We'll go back to that. But the um, the, what's it called? The re-edited versions mm-hmm. of one of uh, four, five, and six, mm-hmm. and then Episode one, especially Episode one, just doesn't hold up. Because I mean, you take these environments that you're used to, that you know quite well, yeah, and then you add all this extra junk into it. It's awful. Yeah, I was watching um some like not trailers, but like those um I guess somebody like breaks it down, the movie scene by scene breakdown of the old version to the new va- new version. They're talking about how even though uh, Empire Strikes Back was the least touched of all of them, how it made some some questionable choices for especially Darth Vader, where it's just like you're watching it like why would you do that? Like why would you change dialogue? It was fine. Yeah. Like not just not just fine, but like almost more in line with the character, more representative of the character. Yeah. Than uh than than what you're putting in there yeah. now. It's like they added too much dialogue to one scene, especially where he walks out and he's like, Ready my ship. Mm-hmm. And then now like he walks up and he's like, Prepare my ship for departure at six PM. It's like something weird like that. Yeah. Like, Vader doesn't talk that much. No. Vader tells you to ready his ship and you know what he means. He yeah. means ready his motherfucking ship. Yeah. Because he needs to get out of here and go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like, don't do that. Yeah. Like you're making, you're making like reverse cuts. Mm-hmm. You're taking the, you're taking the take that sucked, and you're putting it in there. Yeah, exactly. So why are you using a shittier take? I don't know that that yeah, it just make, it, it makes no sense. I no. just I don't understand that, and that that's why um, and I know uh, um, Rajin, I'm not sure how big of a fan he is, but I know he's um, like not as big as like not as big as a fan as I am, mm-hmm. but or just maybe not a fan at all. But he's not a fan of, um. Like a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies, I did not know that. And um, like he, may, he, 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 you know, next week if he if I mention it, he'll probably, you know, he can defend himself. But mm. like, um, he's gonna have to defend himself, defend his honor. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. But uh, um, I gotta agree. I mean, I'll agree. I'll I'll agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that he's one of the best like visionary directors. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah, and one of the best storytellers, I think. Yep. And um, and I th- that's what I like about him because he's steadfast in his opinion about either shooting as practical as you can mm-hmm. using as little cgi as, if, as you can yeah and shooting in film yeah rather than digital yeah and there is there is like something that your eye knows right away yeah absolutely yeah because like, yeah. a lot of people don't want to like digital is i'm assuming it's easier to shoot on digital oh yeah it's yeah, much easier far. and plus you can see like your results you don't have to wait for dailies that's right you can you can sh- you can watch them like immediately yeah it's right there and um there's apparently there's no degradation but mm-hmm. Um, quality wise it's um, not the same it's not the same yeah it's really not nearly the same at all not at all yeah it's rough man because like there's there's like a, a debate but when it comes right down to it, it it really comes down to cost more than anything else cost and ease of use right yeah amateur filmmakers will use digital yeah uh, guys like Robert Rodriguez they'll use digital yeah I mean there's obviously not the same I, maybe there's not the same epic standard there like I mean Star Wars or a Nolan movie compared to Desperado Desperado or even though Desperado was awesome Desperado. and probably shot on film yep but it's there is something different about those two movies. Mm-hmm. Like one is definitely meant to be an epic. Mm-hmm. The other one accidentally becomes an epic. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it is. Like they don't think they're like is it is it the I guess the respect for your own work or just a money issue? Well, I think so. I think because um, I remember Robert Rodriguez had that he because he talked to George Lucas about like how to shoot in digital. Yeah, I know they had that conversation. Not like you know how to do it, but like more like they had the conversation about why shooting in digital. Yeah, because I mean obviously they work at that time. Yeah, they're both doing like digital, like Phantom Menace is digital. Yeah, and it was a big deal that it was digital. Mm-hmm. So being a being a guy who was really pushing the red camera at the time, mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez would want to know more tricks. I think he's on set on the special features. Yeah, of Phantom Menace, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Yeah, and I I think um, 
that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's I think there's um, either or, but um, uh, you can make the argument that you know what you're on digital, like you know it sh- saves time. It's, it's yeah. Like, there's a cost. There's a cost um, aspect to it. Um, where Christopher Nolan takes, uh, there's no shortcuts with him. No, he'll be like, no, this is my vision. Um, this is how I'm going to make it, and this mm-hmm. is how I'm going to shoot it. And he's not, he doesn't ask anything. He's not like one of those guys who sits in the back and doesn't get dirty with it. He goes, whatever the, I'm going to make my actors do, I'll do mm-hmm. it with them. So if he's in, if the actors are in the water, like for example, in Inception, he was in the water with them. Yeah, he's floating around he's the water. around them. He doesn't care. Yeah. No, he's, he's in there. Yeah, because he's like, I want to get, I goes, I'm, I need to see the shot. Yeah. And he works with the same uh, DP. He works with the same cinematographers. Like, yeah, he's the same guys for a while, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so there's um, his team is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and the thing about uh, Christopher Nolan is uh, his movies get wilder and wilder. Yeah, it's almost like he's he is pushing his own envelope. Yeah. Like he's pushing himself. Like he's in competition with himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no one. Yeah, because I think that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, because the thing is, if you're not challenging yourself, like yeah. the, ga- the, the the game can become boring. Yeah, and especially for yourself, like there's no there's no like you shouldn't be pushing out movies just for the sake of movies. Mm-hmm. Directors love making movies; that's their passion. They should. Yeah, and I mean they, they really should. Yeah, right? like, like like James Cameron pushes the envelope. Yep, um, he's competing with himself when it comes to science fiction. Yeah, um, Ridley Scott just get just making his movies as beautiful as they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Nolan just making coming up with ideas that no one's thought of. Yeah, and Mel just Gibson. Doing, and Mel, yeah. <laughs> No, but it's true. It's I mean, true, like, yeah. I mean, the guy wants to make a Passion of the Christ sequel. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, what was going on with that? I uh, know, but I think it's gonna be called Christ Harder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he wants to make like a sequel to it. There's, he goes, "There's a story to tell," and it's not just like a sequel in the sense that he's making Passion of the Christ two. Yeah, he's just telling another story in, I guess, like the the Christ universe, if you want to call it that. He wants to tell the story of the resurrection and the uh, the three days in the cave kind of a deal, and what Christ does afterwards. Or at least what the world does after this whole this event happens, right? I can see that. It's a tough sell, man. It's a tough sell, and I don't know what's going to happen. But I mean, it is definitely something he's been talking about a lot. Okay, now, do you think that it's okay? Now, what are the okay? I'm thinking that the bad, the the bad, the, I guess the negative aspect of that is it's a touchy subject. Yes, and it's done by a guy who's. Who is the master of that touchy subject? Exactly. Yeah, he's not just the master of like the film version of it. Like he kind of lives it. Yeah. And we know we talked about a few a few ten podcasts ago, whatever it was, but he has created a niche market of being a raving lunatic who is very pro Christianity the way he believes it is. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much that people out there think it's like that, or mm-hmm. that he's like carrying a flag for one one group of people. Yeah, but in his mind, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's the movie he's gonna make. Oh yeah, his flag has his picture on it. Yes. Yeah. His flag has his picture with Buddy Christ over his shoulder. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. And I think um, it's yeah, and it's also that he's carrying a lot of baggage with himself too. Oh yeah. Like, like I mean, he really is the guy. Not to interrupt you, he is the guy who we see now, and like his, he does bleed his movies. Yeah. Like he's opening his veins and showing you what's inside Mel. Yeah, and it's it's something, man. And the thing is, too, is that the the okay, the, okay we talked about this. The average movie going public mm. are budget, not bright. No, they're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. So they don't know. Um, they don't really dive into like how like we do, mm-hmm. or like a lot of people do. Well, we get nerdy about it. Yeah, we, we get, love movies. We love pop culture. Yeah, we and get we, nerdy. About and it. we we kind of know what Mel Gibson's what's going on with him, right? Yeah. Like we don't know what like what what, what he's really going through. We're not next to him. Yeah, we're not next to him. But, but we keep up on what what's up with Mel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. No. And so be like, 
they'll be like, oh, it's that racist guy making another Christ movie. Yeah. That's that's the label. That they're, racist they're putting... dick. Well, I mean, that'll be the left, right? Yeah. The left will say that. Yeah. The right will be like, here's Mel making making the movie for America. Yeah. Like, and they're gonna they're gonna Americanize Christ, and they're gonna talk about how this is the way it is. Yeah. And we love this movie, and it'll do it'll do amazing worldwide. Like Passion of the Christ made tons of money. I think it's like it's still top three or top two, isn't it? Like it's it's up there. Domestic? Uh, no, we're global. Really? Like oh. globally, Passion of the Christ is uh, again. I, I it's been a while since like I took a look at it. And a lot of movies have been made. Like Star Wars is out there now, and um, like Batman, Dark Knight made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All that, but it's up there. I think it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but if not, if not, um, complete money made. I think it might be the highest grossing independent movie ever made it's something like that like it's probably there, yeah it, would, it holds a record in that sense uh, yeah because yeah because his what's his product production company? icon production. icon yeah yeah i think it, i think you're right yeah he yeah. makes he makes it through his own company yeah and like independently finds financing yeah so i don't think um uh i think he'll if he if he does make it mm-hmm. it'll make enough noise yeah to make a lot of money i think so i think so and there i mean there are people who want to see that movie I'd see it. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely go watch it. I would it. see it. Like, I would go watch that movie yeah. in a heartbeat. I know, because the thing is, like, we know we know the mindset, kind of the mindset of, like, what behind, when, when like, we're like, okay, the, the, the Mel yeah. Gibson, the, the cycle that we knew yeah. made this movie. We're the like, crazy, raging, psychotic, probably rampant racist. Rampant racist. Yeah. Like, uh, just, How did he put this shit together? I would, yeah, I just want to see if he has, I would like to see, like, like I would like, I would watch it, not only because of that, but just, uh, like, on, like, a like, like how, how well the movie is made. Yeah, how well is it put yeah, together? Like, yeah. I mean, because he, he is not screwing around with production value. No. Like, he makes good movies. Yeah. His movies look incredible. Yeah, like, I wouldn't give a shit about, like, well, how good the movie was. I'll be yeah. like, is it is the talent still there? Yeah, is the talent there? Yeah. Does he ma- does he shoot it well? Yeah. Like, what, what are his establishing shots? Because, like, if it's a toe, you're like, what's going on, Mel? Yeah, exactly. What's happening? What's going on here? So, But then it's a toe with, like, a centipede crawling over that turns into the devil. You're like, oh, shit, Mel. You're doing something yeah, here. Now, yeah, yeah, now you've lost it. Yeah, just, now you've lost it. Yeah, because I, I, like, I don't know why. I just, I have my moments where I just, like, kind of just, I love when bad shit happens to, like, stars and celebrities. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you why. enjoy, you enjoy, like, the deconstruction of the fame, the famous person. Because I just, I just. Or the self-destruction. Because I think what, sometimes when that happens, yeah. you kind of see people for who they really are. Yes. Yeah. There are, there are some people I saw like that, and I was like, well, you, you feel bad about it. It's like Britney Spears didn't have that shit coming. She had a, she had a very public meltdown. Yeah, she did. Yeah, and I think a lot of them do. Yeah, but um, if you're popular enough, mm-hmm. you just you know you do that 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 you, that thing that Bill Burr talked about. Yeah, the see, apology tour. Yeah, the apology tour. Yeah, you, you, you disappear for a couple of, couple of months, and next yeah. thing you know, you uh, you buy your wife a ring. Yeah, you pretend you have those people who are professionally angry. Yeah, and then you're uh, just uh, and then afterwards you give, you give them like three months, and then yeah. you're back. Oh yeah, it's true. Pa- man. Paula Dean's back. Yeah, Paula Dean is back. Yeah, like if, like there are certain dog people. Pa- dog, sorry to interrupt you. Dog no. the bounty hunter. He went back. He was back after three months. Yeah, and he was catching black people. He was catching black people dropping the end bomb on a private video, and he's back. Hulk yeah. Hogan will likely be back. Hulk. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is too big to go anywhere. Yeah, he is. He's always on your mind. Yeah. yeah. The, the 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 dumber and the and uh, more like bombastic he is. Yes. There's always going to be a market for that idiot. Hulk Hogan AC. is like Homer Simpson. When Homer was like kind of yeah. together. You're like he's there, but he could go away and he'll forget. Yeah. But the dumber Homer got, the better the Simpsons got. Absolutely. And yeah. the more like obnoxious and stupid Hulk Hogan gets, the more you want to see him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I love when like uh, like 
like I don't want like you don't want anyone to die or anything like that. But it's like no, no. I, I like when, when there was like a public meltdown and like I get what you mean. Yeah, like yeah. Billy Bush. I love that kind of shit. Like yeah, that's bonkers, unreal. man. I love it. I was uh, I was just talking about this with a couple guys about um, guys like Alex Jones. Yeah, like the Infowars guy. Oh, Alex I, Jones. Yeah, the, the I love of- Alex Jones just because I don't think he's real. Like I think that's a character. Uh, yeah, because he's. It so, has to be right. Can you imagine like sitting next to that guy at a bar? Oh my god! And he's reading the news, and he's like, uh, and then all of a sudden he's just going off in a rant, saying like, "There's no gold behind our currency." Yeah, and then starts tearing up and crying and fucking thumping his chest. Face goes spread. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I I don't think Alex Jones is real. I think he's a character. Like I honestly, I I think Alex Jones a person was born and exists. I think that guy is Alex Jones, but I think he really knows the what his market. The, the, the shtick. It's the a shtick. shtick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's what like when you when you see that either he's fake. And this is who he is. And mm-hmm. we're watching a guy have these weird mental breakdowns on a regular basis. In which case, it's kind of sad. Like, Britney Spears sad. Yeah. Because he's a person who should be taken care of. Yeah. Not, not Don't just leave him out there, because this no. guy needs help. Yeah. Or he's a character, and he's sane, and he's just rolling in dough from the shit that he does. Because he knows how to work that audience. Yeah. Now, the, the, now do you think that the fact that it's vets, that could be a possibility? Mm-hmm. The fact that we can say that you know what he's either it's either one or the other yeah means that it probably could be the other because you can see because it's so far he's yeah. so far right oh yeah that not so like not politically but he's so like he's so out there mm-hmm. that he ha- it has to be a, he has to be putting it on I I think he is I think I, so I think too. he is because like there are certain things he does on camera that are just like that's a crazy person yeah because I I remember I saw him on the Young Turks and they had yeah. that, that at that one convention where they um. They had that. They had that follow. They were arguing each other, mm-hmm. and uh, he was friendly and he was being nice and stuff like that. All of a sudden, yeah. and then he they broke out that huge like fight, and I was like, "That's a crazy person. You are you're crazy." Yeah. And then that girl was talking about that, that one girl from the Young Turks came on. And she was oh, uh, yeah, yeah. she was yelling at him. I'm like, "Holy God, you guys are you guys are both out of your minds." Yeah. Like, um, but here's the thing: Do they know it's fake? Do they know it's all bullshit? Like, did he take an interview that was seemingly tame? Like, he took a situation, not so much an interview, he took a situation that was tame, Yeah. and he's like, I'm going to Alex Jones this thing up, and we're going to get some hits, people. Next thing you know, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, because yeah, if you have, cause if you just have a, a terrestrial radio show, or mm-hmm. you're just on YouTube, yeah. Um, what is your, what is the number one driving factor? What it, do you mean? Like, the hits? hits. Yeah, you want hits. You That's want how you hits, make your money. Right? Yeah. So, are you going to make hits? By just being sitting there and be like, uh, um, yeah, Obama, Obamacare is going to do this, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Or you're going to be. I kind of think Obamacare shit. Yeah, exactly. It's not great. It's not great. There's better options out there. Yeah. But it's based on Romney's plan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to do that. Well, yeah, I'm just killing time until my laundry's done. So. Or you go fucking ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. Or be like, no, and then you have music playing behind you. No, this is the devil, and yeah, all this stuff, right? So that yeah, that dude hulks out. That yeah, so like that's, I think that's what he's. I personally believe. And I'm not saying these people don't like believe in what they're saying. Yeah. So, because uh, I know like the Turks, like the young Turks, I know they're they're pure far left and they try yeah. to be as middle as they can. Um, but uh, you know, like whatever, right? But you want to generate hits, mm-hmm. and because that's how you make money. If you're gonna yes. make, if you want to be a YouTuber and not have a real job, and that's your you you gotta have that ticket going. You, yeah, you have to have something that the audience wants to see. And if you're gonna be in the news, in the media online, you gotta do something that's gonna be uh, yeah, questionable. Man. That's exactly right. And that's that's my theory. Yeah, I think like that's why I've I've always been a firm believer that Fox News accidentally created Donald Trump. Like I don't I don't buy Fox News. I don't buy the show that or I don't buy the channel that put together another channel that had married children on it as being far right as everybody perceives them to be. I think they know how to make a lot of money. I think Rupert Murdoch and Roger Ailes. I think Roger Ailes is a, a batshit fucking pedophile. Yeah. 
at the same time, I think these guys knew how to work the right. Oh no, they the, Fox News yeah. is like if you want to know how to like take the, take the ideology aside. Yes, take it. They just suck it right out of the equation. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how to build an ideologic news network, yes, that is the formula. It, excellent excellent I, point. Yeah, that I is the it formula. Is, yeah. It is. Yeah. I think they knew exactly how to work the right. Mm-hmm. They knew how to appeal to the ones who were like you know either in the dust belt mm-hmm. or in the very far right. Yeah. They know how to make money off of that, and they do it. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are some guys who are like true believers. Mm-hmm. Like I think Hannity might be a true believer, but oh, fuck Hannity's nuts. He he yeah. is he is what he is, yeah, and that's yeah. that's who he is. He's the guy who's he's the tent pole right in the middle. Yeah, I think um, O'Reilly is not as crazy as he tries to let on I to don't be. Think so either. Yeah, I think he knows what's going to make him money and where he's going to have a job. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Glenn Beck was batshit crazy, but I think at the same time he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I don't think crybaby chalkboard fucking bow tie wearing. Glenn Beck was as far into that right as he as he claimed to be. I think he was working these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then John Stewart. And um, and John Stewart does the same thing on the left. Mm-hmm. He does the exact same thing on the left. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, the the he's the Daily Show is the Fox News of the left. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're seeing is these guys like when that Ailes thing happened. That's why Megyn Kelly and all these guys were like, yeah, people know we're a TV show, right? We're like this is for fun, and this guy's a fucking he's hitting on chicks. Yeah, like he's on chicks who we called his daughter. Yeah, like is he, what's wrong with him? You know, I think that's why you saw that. I think oh, that's yeah. why, like Gretchen Carlson, I think it was Gretchen Carlson. Yeah. It was um uh, the one we just I just said her name, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Like these these people suddenly turned on him because they're like, this isn't supposed to be this, mm-hmm. and that's why they don't line up with Trump, who's not a Republican. He's a populist. He's a populist. If yeah. anything, he's a populist. Yeah. And it's like they're watching the the world they built suddenly come to life. They're Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, they have to deal with this monster. Yeah. Because um, they what the problem is is that they're they don't believe with like their um. What I, there's a couple of points here is that um, I think um, Charlemagne the God, who has that um, that that breakfast um, podcast or that new show, and okay. um, yeah, he has he's, he has hip hop guys on there. He's a really really good, uh, really intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. And he said to uh, um, Trevor Noah, and he's like, "Don't talk to you if you're gonna ask. You got to ask Donald Trump one thing." And you can see that it's a recent interview. Uh, he was just on the daily, on the Daily Show. He says, "Don't talk to Donald Trump about politics." He's like, "Well, I'll just talk to him about." about you know, did you grab a pussy today? Yeah. And he's like, don't talk to, talk to Donald Trump about politics. He doesn't know anything about politics. No, I think he's like, I think when it comes right down to it, he's a guy who's smart enough as a businessman to market himself. And he's marketed the Trump name. Video games or, or board game, sorry, towers. Like he understands that aspect of business. But I don't think he knows how to, I, I don't think he's an understanding of the connective tissue and how that relates back to politics. No, he doesn't. You know, it's like he knows how the hand works, but he doesn't understand that if I cut it off the elbow, the hand's not going to work anymore. Yeah, he's he's not like um, Donald Trump does not, um, in my like personal opinion anyway, mm-hmm. is that he really um, this whole like, and I could be wrong, but I think this whole run for presidency is just for his brand. Yeah, that's all. And it, it is. just went too far. Yeah, and a he's, lot of guys. Did yeah, because would you rather? Like, would you, I think would you rather would you rather live in the the freedom of living in Trump Towers mm-hmm. in New York. Or the stress of the White House. Or the stress of the White House. Yeah. Where, where he's likely going to have a cardiac event. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, and then, uh, and the problem is, is that you, have, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. You can't go anywhere by yourself. Yeah. Your freedom is gone. Your freedom is gone. I just posted something on my Facebook page about um, how he's actually a very lonely guy. Oh, I think I did see that. You see that? How yeah. his life is very lonely. Yeah. Like, like the way he lives his life. Yeah. Because if you're yeah. going to act that way, you're going to drive a lot of people away from you. Yeah. And so um, he doesn't like people like that don't have friends. No, I think he's, he's like engineered his loneliness. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a, a guy who's like, let's go golfing with Ted. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Well, because me and Ted have been friends since like 1987. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I like Ted. Yeah. Me and Ted are buddies. Yeah. Like, Ted doesn't make time for you anymore because, no. like, you've gone off the deep end and you're so busy, like, frantically building your brand. Anybody who's up at 3 a.m. to tweet, like, are you a celebrity high on coke or are you, like, partying a lot? Like, are you a Kardashian that you got to be up at 3 a.m.? No, he just left a party? Yeah, he's, I think he's just depressed. He just, like, he's probably just sitting there. He's, like, alone. And he's, like, he doesn't know that. He's no. probably, he probably sits there and he's, like, he's insulting and sending, like, insulting tweets. He's probably, like, because he's probably, like, ah. Uh, I got I nothing else I to don't do. I think he's sitting there. I think he wakes up in the middle of the night, has like a freak out, like, ah, 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 and he grabs his phone and suddenly like rifles off some shit with his glasses there. It's like, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do it. Oh, he's like, uh, oh yeah, I thought about that. I'm going to put uh, it here. I'm I'm gonna gonna do, uh, yeah, it's he, like, you know, when you wake up and you remember a dream, you're like, I should have written that down. And he oh, yeah. wakes up and remembers a tweet and frantically fires it out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're all so weird. Like, you know, uh, Hillary C is the weirdest B in the T-O-W-N. You're yeah. like, well, that's like your, your grammar. I mean, yeah. I know that you're keeping He's, your grammar pretty elementary to appeal to a certain group, yeah. but like your grammar at three in the morning is weird too, man. Yeah. Like you're a weirdo. Are you, you going to talk to like uh, uh, leaders of the free world like that? Yeah. Like, I mean, a leader who tweets, is that's not a leader. No. Like you're you're just a weirdo, man. Yeah. Like Obama tweeting, that's a different because that Obama's like, He's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, he's like you want to see Obama do stand up when he's out of the office. Yeah, and there's and like the thing is like I think once you achieve like um like, I was talking to my cousin about this like once you achieve billionaire status like not like I don't mean like like you're mil- worth millions of dollars. Let's say when you were ultra ultra rich. Yeah. You are not gonna you're lose billionaire yeah, status. You're, yeah, you're not super rich. You're ultra. You're, yes. you're hyper rich. Um, you're gonna attract a certain type of people mm-hmm. around you, right? And depending upon because like, at that point you are, you're not just rich. Mm-hmm. You're influential. Yeah. So, and there's billionaires who are um, influential, mm-hmm. and there's ones who are rich for the sake of being rich. Yeah. So if you look at people like, uh, like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, Steve Jobs when he was alive, yeah, um, like these are hand, these are like these are like most billionaires, like famous billionaires, are people who are influential. Yeah. They change the way people think. They change the way people live. And they do something that's good for the world. Mm-hmm. Where Donald Trump is concerned about Donald Trump. Everyone knows that. Yes. And so um, Donald Trump does not have, like, if you ask Bill Gates, Bill Ga- everyone will want to be Bill Gates' friends. Yes. Not because of what he has, but because of who he is and what he did with his wealth. And he appears approachable. Yeah. When you see him on in media. Yeah. He appears to be an approachable human being. Yeah. Like, you want to talk to him and, be, and just gain knowledge from him, right? Yeah. Whereas if you met Donald Trump, I'd be like... I'd want to talk to him just to, just to get like a rise out of him, or just say be like, uh, just be like, I can't believe I'm like I can't believe you're real. Yeah, like you're real. You're real. I'm like you're, ta- you're you were made out of tangible material. God, he must smell awful. Yeah, like, like I bet I bet you smells like cologne and like like terror sweat. Yeah, <laughs> like that old Simpsons terror yeah. sweat. Like he's just like your his pores are clogged to shit. Oh yeah, like just hateful, sweaty, gross man. Oh yeah, man. Like after a de- uh, imagine after a debate because he's sweating oh, so much, God. I'd be like, oh, so God. nasty. Yeah. So, but that's that, that's. I, I think that's he's because well, I think once you're a billionaire, mm-hmm. um, you want to because it's not about like spreading your name. Do you, like Bill Gates' name is, is not on anything. Yeah, it, you know, great point. Yeah, like it's not like Gatesware. It's yeah. Microsoft. It's Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. And there's the Bill and Gates, uh, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Bill, Foundation. Foundation, right? Yeah. And um, and Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs just created stuff that people can use every day mm-hmm. and just enrich their lives. Yes. And he, and he changed the way people like communicate with each other. It's funny, like not to not to go off topic no, no, here, but, yeah. but that's that's something I've always thought was similar about Trump and Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is a guy who he like visionary mm-hmm. has this idea for a product, but he's not exactly the guy to build the product. But he knows that he wants this thing that will do this. Yeah. So he gets Waz, and Waz shows up, and he creates that, mm-hmm. and then he inputs, and they go back and forth, they yeah. brainstorm. This mm-hmm. this invention comes up, mm-hmm. 
And then he goes from that all the way to his death doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right from like the 2GS to the uh, the 2E to the iPhone to the iPad, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But really, he was a guy behind the scenes who knew what he wanted and got the right guys to do it. Yeah. Trump is essentially the same thing with a brand. Yeah. It's like he had this idea that I want my brand to be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's doing the exact same thing, but there's nothing tangible there. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. you can't touch or hold anything. He's not creating something that's going to change the world. He's just creating a brand. Mm-hmm. So he he aligns himself with these people who can help him create the Trump brand. Mm-hmm. And really, it's like it's narcissistic. It's very narcissistic. Yeah. yeah. The entire thing is just to make him as a it's human. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. He's creating this narcissistic image of himself. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, it's going to it's gonna come down, man. Humpty Dumpty's about to fall. No, yeah. that That's completely... Yeah. That, that sounds like a tagline from a shitty 80s it movie. It is, yeah. Humpty it's, Dumpty's about to fall. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something that guy from, uh, from uh, NCI... What's that show? Uh, Caruso? CSI? Caruso, yeah. <laughs> and he, like, whips his glasses on. God. Whips them on. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I just... Um, um, and all that stuff is just... It's not to sell like, you know, like, you know, ties, ties for America and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? No, they're ties for, for, for it to fill up my coffers. Yeah, that's exactly it. He is, he's bulking up his coffers. So mm-hmm. he's got enough money to keep running, which he, he has anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, he likes telling people that I make my own money. I do this and that and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Like he's just, God, he's just oxymoronic and everything he does. Yeah. He's just a weirdo. It's listen, it's hard to listen to him talk. Yeah. Like he thinks debate. he's a really good orator. No, he's, he's terrible. Like in his head, he is like Obama level. Yeah. Where Obama's got that smooth Obama feel. Yeah. And he just tells you how it's going to be. Yeah. And then, like, Trump is like, I am pizza. You're yeah. like, what? Yeah, he's just there and he's like, yeah, this, whatever. He's, yeah. His, his mannerisms are so awkward. Like, when you see, like, I was watching uh, the uh, the, 2000, uh, the last debate, the last. Um, um, the presidential? Presidential election with um, Obama and Mitt Romney. Yeah. And you see. Obama, like his body language, yeah, um, the way he uses hand gestures, mm-hmm. and the way he comes back and everything, like like a boss. Yes, and so like he like for lack of a better term, so he's um you know if someone says a point, he doesn't get angry. No, he smiles and he's like, no, let me uh, let me put it to you this way. Yeah, and he comes back and he and he not to, he doesn't do it in a threatening way, but when no, he, he, does, he points to the person. He'll be like, this is um this is the this is the, this is where you're wrong. Yes, this is where the this is where the whole premise of your argument just falls apart. Yeah, and I think that's. That's how you debate. Yeah, there's like that rule about debate, right? There's how a, you don't tell somebody they're wrong. Yeah. You just present an argument from your side and you make it like sympathetic yeah. to them. And then people are like, oh, it's, but if you tell somebody, no, you're wrong and this is right, they're gonna be like, well, fuck you too. Mm-hmm. And um, no, it's not. I'm right. Go to hell. Yeah, exactly. And they shut off. And then, yeah, then it goes, it, just, it goes, it goes, yeah. and, it goes, it just comes crashing down. Yeah. It's and just I, hammers and concrete then. Yeah. And I like, and I keep quoting like our hero, Bill Burr, is that, um, um, like there's a certain point, like the way you argue and the way you debate, yes, is all about how you, um, if you're gonna argue, argue the point, yes. Like I'm saying it verbatim the way he said it, yeah. But like, um, and you stay on point, mm-hmm. and you make sure that the other person stays on point. Yeah, he recently said this too, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's in line with that uh, that idea. Yeah, yeah, and he he said it, I think he said it in a 2012 stand up, I think. Yeah. Um and uh but uh and then you you stay on so basically so basically said is like you stay on point. Yeah. But the minute. It turns into an, the other person when they say it back to you. The minute it turns into an insult, yeah, you've lost the argument. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they try to hit you where it hurts because they, they have no other comeback and it come, they attack you because and they attack them that you're that you're you're kind of like. If I'm not wrong, he said it about the way men argue and women argue, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's he's exactly like, it. Well, you'll tell them. They'll tell them that it's like you're you're wrong. That car isn't as fast as that car. Yeah, and they'll hit you where it hurts. And yeah, and they'll be like, "Well, your mother's a whore." Yeah. And you're like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, your dick is small. <laughs> you got a small dick. Yeah. It's like, well, what the yeah. fuck does that have to do with the argument? Yeah. Let's say like one time you're arguing with your girlfriend and she says yeah. like, uh, and she's like, "Oh yeah, everything's good," but like, yeah, you don't. 
pound me hard enough. Yeah. And just be let's say you're debating each other about a point no. or whatever, politics, or whatever. Yeah, but I don't want to break in half. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like I'm trying to be gentle here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and well, if your small dick can't perform, hit the fucking door, right? Yeah. It's so like, like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then after that, what, you know, once you once you hear that in the yeah. debate, you can say like, you know what, I won that point. Yes. And so just sit there, wait for them to punch them out, pulse themselves out. Yep. And just bob and weave, just take all that shit. And then it's true, go. man. I mean, like uh, NLP is huge. Like I think we talked about the whole like, like Darren Brown and neurolinguistic programming. Yeah. It's a big deal, man. Like, I mean, it's a big deal with the way people speak. I don't think guys like Obama necessarily um, study NLP, mm. but somebody does. Somebody, and somebody does, yeah. yeah. And somebody is telling them what they need to be saying or how they need to be saying it yeah. to bring people over to their side. To yeah. Their side. yeah. Because, like, and, and somebody on Trump's camp is not doing that. Oh, no, not at all. Like, nobody's doing that. Yeah. Like, you, like it was with Romney, it was so, um, it was bad because there was instances where Romney was agreeing with, with, uh, it's not with friends like oh this is a, like you know when you if you're arguing with someone on the, who's on the other side like yeah. you're, that you're um you're right you, for, you never say against. he's not wrong yeah you you just say all you say is that you know what this is one point where like we're in agreement like yeah. you know like you you but you don't say that often you stick to your guns you stick to your platform exactly try not to agree too much to make him look better yeah exactly but yeah. Romney did that so many times did a lot he did it a lot yeah Paul Ryan tried very hard not to yeah but Romney was just like yeah, well, yeah you're right like, yeah, like, yeah. he was <laughs> like yeah well the president's right he should do it the president's right he should be the president's right he should do this and then yeah Obama just sat there he's just waiting for the votes to come in and he's yeah, like man, yeah he's like, he, he can probably hear them uh, everyone's like uh, the tally the Republicans just coming over and he's like uh Man. Yeah, I just have to wait this one out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna wait this out and get the, all the undecided. Yeah, and I'll just keep on going. Oh yeah, absolutely. And no. I think Trump is—he's uh, doing the opposite. Well, he—he he definitely is doing the opposite. I mean, like you're seeing his own party is—is is not with him right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the GOP is in civil war right now. If I'm not—if I'm not mistaken, I believe um, George Senior, George Bush Senior, has already said he's throwing himself behind Hillary. A while ago, I, yeah. not, not in a sexual way, but I mean, he's like saying <laughs> that he will be voting for Hillary. Arnold just said he doesn't know what he's gonna do. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, yeah. but he's—he said. Not verbatim, but he's like, sometimes you have to realize your country comes before your party. Mm-hmm. And he's not good for the country. Mm-hmm. So I'm not voting Trump, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So, I mean, he's kind of found his scapegoat, right? Yeah, absolutely. But then again, he's got a, an, a son who shares a lengthy immigrant background. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his son now, Joseph Baena, is from a mother who more than likely had some family come over illegally. Mm-hmm. So how does that look for him to go to to him, to his son, and say, like, yeah, you know what, Trump is the man, and all Mexicans are rapists and killers and fucking drug dealers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not going to look good, right? It's not. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I don't like, like – obviously, you can vote for whoever you want to vote for, yeah. right? But um, you have to realize that when you're voting for someone in that party, mm-hmm. like if you're voting for Trump um, – don't say you're voting him because he's a good businessman. No. And I think a lot of people are making that mistake. No. I'm like, you know, you're behind all the rhetoric that he said about, like, uh, Mexicans building the wall, temporary mm-hmm. ban on Muslims entering the, entering the country and stuff yeah. like that. No, that's the platform he's running on, too. Not just about, like, getting the economy back. Yeah. And he's, he's not. But I mean, even then, like, if he's yelling all that stuff, imagine, uh, like, a private businessman in, I don't know, any of the swing states saying yeah. that. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be owning that business for much longer. No. Unless he's know. Chick-fil-A. I mean, fucking yeah, Chick-fil-A yeah. <laughs> said a lot of shit, and they're still open, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, the United States is weird. I think we have a, a benefit. Like, for anybody who's listening to this outside of Canada or in the United States, mm-hmm. there is a there's there has to be an understanding. We are from the outside looking in. Yeah. We get a lot more of the nuances because we're watching it as spectators. As spectators, yeah. And we get to really dive in, and mm-hmm. we have a lot more ability. Like, we have a greater ability as Canadians to see what's happening from multiple sources. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't we don't have the benefit of our parents being Republicans or Democrats mm-hmm. and forcing us to be a part of whatever they want. Exactly. So we do have like a lot more benefit. And there is something to be said for us being on the outside that we don't have a full understanding of what they're going through as individuals in like the scariest vote in decades, right? Yeah. 
So there is like there is that. So we do get to play around with it quite a bit more. Yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah. Granted, if we were there, we might have a different perspective, mm-hmm. and that's I mean that that has to be recognized. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I yeah I totally agree. Um, and I think it's um, we have we have a luxury. Yeah, we have the luxury of like um uh, um kind of being the outsiders looking mm-hmm. in, and just giving us what we're fed. Yeah. And um I think but the thing is is that there's um it's the, like it's so important that more information is coming than uh, the more information we're getting we're just yeah. uh, we're like, like a lot of people that's why the whole world is like oh, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. It's no different than when Rob Ford is going bananas in Toronto. Not at all. It's like they were looking at him they're like are you are you serious? Like yeah. this is your mayor? Yeah. Th- this guy, this crackhead, the guy who's smoking crack and and running over aldermen Council members. Yeah. That's your mayor. That's your mayor. And what, you voted him back in? Yeah. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Yeah. But it's like, there's we're not in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Like the guys that voted him back in, he, like, when you look at his record of what he did for a lot of people in Toronto, yeah. there's a reason they voted him back in. Yeah, because Rob Ford, like, granted, he's a flawed human being. Oh, yeah. But, like, when, you know, his drug use and his, mm-hmm. like, you know, rampant um, yeah. alcohol, like, alcohol abuse um, is not a bad human being. No, you can't say anything about his heart. Not at all. That guy is like the Rocky of mayors. Yeah, yeah. He's like if you took like a politician and put and Chris Farley together, that's yeah, him. That's him. Yeah, and um, and same thing. He's great heart, but just uh, self like very has a lot of self destructive um, behavior. Yeah, exactly. And um, but with Donald Trump, you're taking take out the drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no heart. There's no heart. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He's got like the heart's not there. Not he, at all. He, I mean, that's that's a rough thing to say about a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's running for president, but he ain't no Rob Ford. Because like, who, okay, if you had to like pick like the, if you're um like at that age, who are mm-hmm. the most important people to you? Your family, obviously, right? Yes. Even the people question his relationship with his family. Well, he's been so weird about it. He's so like awkward. he's been so creepy and awkward. Around yeah, him. like there's no like there's no like there's no cohesiveness to the family unit. No, like, because like from, like from what I'm seeing anyway is like you know there's there's like stuff with his daughter. Like he grabs her and like you know he says all that stuff he said like if she Isn't was my she daughter I'd date her. if she was my daughter I'd be all over this piece of ass like yeah, that was I'm paraphrasing yeah that's, but that's how it feels yeah and you don't the, talk about your daughter like that yeah I'm like okay uh, that's how you that's how you like what kind of like what kind of behavior is that yeah that's that is, creepy man that, that is psychotic behavior and then all these tapes are coming out and um, yeah Billy Bush like mm-hmm. that that guy man that guy should be buried underneath the the Bill, darkest Billy prison. Bush needs to stand in front of that exit Hollywood bus and somebody's just got to floor it. Yeah, exactly. Like, not hard. Just, just like, eject him a little bit. Yeah, Like, exactly. get him to move maybe 20 feet. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, he really allowed a frat boy situation to happen. I get that you're on the bus with the guy who works, who's, like, holding your company up in a sense at that time, right? Yeah. They were both NBC mm-hmm. and he's bringing a huge show and it's advertising whatever. Yeah. Keep this guy happy because it's like, those shows are designed to be hour-long infomercials. Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, like, at what point do you just, like, just say to him? Like, you don't know the mic's on. Just be like, like, dude, really? You're talking about my co-host. Yeah. Like, I'm right here, and you're talking trash about my co-host. Then he gets out, and he kind of like, hey, give the Donald a hug. What about Bushy? Does Bushy get a hug? It's like, you guys are so greasy. You're greasy. Like, you're so fucking greasy. It's like, it's no wonder feminists feel so put out by guys like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to, like, there's guys who will, like, rant against the feminist movement and be like, oh, it's fucking... You're looking for a reason, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're giving them ammunition, yeah. man. Be a better man. Yeah. Be a better human. Fuck be yeah. a better man. Yeah. That's you're you're a human talking about a human. Yeah. Just be a better human. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what a I know, fucking yeah. sleazeball. I know. They're just they're they're awful. They're awful people. Yeah. And um those and like and that, that's why that's why I don't like about like those Republicans who are now re- rejecting Trump. Mm-hmm. Um Fine, you're rejecting him. Fine, it looks good on paper. Yes, but if you, um, but once you actually read what's on the paper, 
you're ignoring all the other crap that you said that you said and now now that you said this about women now you're distancing yourself from them what about yeah. all the other stuff you're what about okay all with the that? racist shit so it's like you know because you have a wife you're pissed yeah but you know you don't care about all the minorities you don't care about all the policies they don't. like you just you just don't they don't i said a long time ago i always believed that trump wouldn't be president now whatever happens happens we're usually a month out with this show mm-hmm. this won't air i think this airs after the election mm-hmm. so if he is the president i'll stand by it he ain't going to get shit done. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't think he can He can get anything done. No, no one's going to want to work with him. No, yeah, it's going to be a very hard road for him. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see another major election in four years. You're not going to see, like, a walkover election like what Bush had. You're going to see, like, a major election oh, in yeah. four years. Another yeah. co- highly contested election. Which is, I mean, it's rough for the party. Like, I think um, George W. just said, like, he thinks he might be the last Republican nominee in America. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have a one-party system. No, you so can't. So, what's the next party going to be? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to get rid of, is it going to be a populist party? Is a Tea Party going to become like a major movement and actually become a party? Like that's that's a terrifying thought. For I that don't country, know. Yeah, because like the yeah, because the GOP is so fragmented. You have the yeah, Tea man. Partyists. You have like the the Trump loyalists. You have this mm-hmm. established GOP. You have like, it's it's all over the place. And that's like I'm I've never really been a uh, I've never really been what you would consider like a Democrat or mm-hmm. a Republican, but I definitely value both parties. Like, as, as a person who kind of sees it from both sides, I've always kept myself right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Even, like, when it comes to, to here in Canada with liberals and, uh, and PC, mm-hmm. I've always tried to stay as much in the middle as possible. Yeah. And not form too too highly of, too high of an opinion of either party or either leader, right? Yeah, like, you won't, you won't vote liberal no matter what, who it is or Yeah, you can't elevate them to a status where, like, they can do no wrong. Yeah. Like, JT can do no wrong, man. You don't know. Justin Trudeau is the man. But, like, you, once you do that, you become, like, a true believer. Yeah. And you can make some mistakes doing that. And then you become blind to, like, all the stuff that he's that, that you don't see. Like, exactly. Yeah. Guys it, guys who do that, that group will become a blind a blind base, which is what Trump has now. Mm-hmm. He's been, like, raised this level by this group, this, this base. Yeah. That doesn't matter what he says, he won't lose them. No, he won't. He won't gain more followers. He won't get the undecided, but he won't lose his base. No, he won't. Not at no. all. No. So that's that's kind of always been my, my issue. It's like the Republican Party, it needs to exist. And it needs to be a force. Mm-hmm. I've always thought like it should be like eight years and eight years. Each yeah. party gets eight years. Yeah. That's it. The the nomination shouldn't be a nomination to run against your opponent from the other party. Mm-hmm. The nomination should be a nomination for your party over who's taking over as president once the Democrats are done their run. Yeah. Which would make sense. I think so. Yeah. I, I think. Um, yeah. Because like how, what you were talking about earlier about like um, like Trump's supporters mm-hmm. are like the diehards. Yeah. The people that you see at rallies. Um, the racist people who said like you know when they're his true believers yeah his true believers believers, yeah those racist people who say like you know go make my you know go make my burrito go wash my car go get my burrito yeah those guys right Trump's Trump's victory Mm. will not make those people better people no not at all not at all it's not gonna suddenly make them happier it's not going to they're hateful they will always be hateful yeah and the thing is um, those people are a lot of those people are, are not like if they're listening, but like uh, oh, they're probably not listening. Yeah, we have like, six followers. Yeah, the um, but the thing is that I don't. What I don't, uh, um, what I don't like about them is that those those are those are hate filled people. Yeah, and those people should not be in the majority. No, no, no. They they shouldn't be in the majority. And like, I I just feel like the more voice you give them, the more bravado they have, mm-hmm. the worse off it is for everybody. Because that's there's a pushback, right? Like it's it's gonna be funny and it's gonna be kind of nerdy to put in this in this term. Batman created the Joker. Yep. That's all there is to it. That's it. Yep. Because there's pushback. Mm-hmm. Eventually, somebody's going to be like, no, 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 we're going to push back against that. Mm-hmm. And enough people are going to line up with you mm-hmm. and they're going to push back and you're going to have a bigger problem on your hands. Yeah. That's just every, uh, that works in everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's going to be the pushback for this? Because we saw the pushback from a black president. Yeah. The pushback from a black president was white people freaking out, 
They're like, they're coming, they're coming. Keep them down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you saw major issues from that. Like, all the racial tensions you see and all the crime that you see perpetuated against black people from authority figures is because there's a fear of a black planet. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's the pushback. So what's going to happen when Trump becomes becomes president, if he becomes president, and his base becomes radicalized in a sense? Yeah. And next thing you know, they're like, we won. We won, so there's your proof. We're better than you. Yeah. What's the pushback going to be from the minority community? The non-white community. The there's there's going to yeah. be a pushback. Yeah, there's going to be a massive yeah. pushback. It's that equal and opposite reaction, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And I, I think that will... Um, like, we were, we were... I think America was close this time. Mm-hmm. Um. Like right now, it's like because of all the shootings, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, um, just all those like because like um, when Obama said I'm not I'm months ago, months and months ago, that he said uh, um, there was a shooting that took place, and he's like, I know for a fact I'm gonna be doing this, having this conversation with the people again and again and again. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to uh, what's his face, uh, when it comes down to Trump, mm-hmm. uh, if he wins. And I hope this never happens, but uh, um, that it could set the American dialogue for race relations. Um, it could send them back to the, to the '60s. Oh yeah, um, dogs in the streets. Dogs in the streets, and yeah. it happened. Like it, it, it happened in uh, in in North Dakota because of the fracking. Mm-hmm. Um, that actress who was in Snowden, uh, who played uh, JGL. Oh, girlfriend. that's right. Yeah, uh, she got arrested. Sentence girl there. Yeah. 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 And. Um, uh, she like live tweeted her arrest too. Like, yeah, I think she like periscoped it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even a, a huge fan of her but when I heard about that. I was like, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm like, I, I love her. See that, that that that's crazy. I mean, it's like you if you you can talk about it, or you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, are you gonna be one of the actors who's like, yeah, I would write. I'll be there. And they're like, oh, where where were they? We thought they were gonna be here. Yeah, it's like, oh no, she was there. Yeah, she got arrested. Right or wrong. Like, I mean, I didn't really read a whole lot to what's going on over there, but like, right or wrong, she got her ass arrested for what she thought. Should she should be arrested for? Mm-hmm. She made herself a public face of something that might not have gotten the attention if she weren't arrested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and I, I I personally believe fracking is completely stupid. Yeah, it's a silly practice, man. It's dumb. It's there dumb. are way better ways to get the goods than the the gas pumping and exploding shale and trying to get all that shit out. Yeah, because and yeah, it causes problems. It, yeah, it pollutes waterways. It does yeah. and groundwater. So I think um uh I think I think the problem with I think that's the my that's my biggest issue with Trump mm-hmm. Trump victory is that. Um, there's either going to be a, a like an uprising, mm. or there's going to be, um, yeah, like you don't want to see fights in the streets. Whether that happens or not, who knows? Yeah. But like you don't want to see, uh, um, yeah, that you don't you don't want to see that pushback. No, and uh, that's a, that's a scary thought. Actually, that's a very scary thought. Yeah. So that's my two cents on it. That's good two cents. Yeah, that was deep today, man. Yeah, <laughs> we got we we got deep. Deep son. We had uh, two weird deep movements. We went deep into the video games. Yeah, deep into those like weird. American pol- political scene. Yeah, but I think we were sp- we, we said we we're gonna do a, poli- a political one too. Yeah, I think it's necessary. I mean, we have our opinions. Yeah, right I, or wrong. I yeah. mean, they're not they're not for us to say we're right or wrong. But I think that was the time yeah. to do it, though. Yeah, absolutely. We're in that. We're that. We're in the boiling water. Yeah, and um, yeah, because whether this, this gets posted before, like after the elections, I'll probably do it before. Yeah, and um, but uh, whoever wins, um, what's that? What's that? What movie is that? What movie is that from? Whoever wins, we lose. That's from the first Transformers, right? Oh man, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> no matter who wins, we lose. Yeah. I don't think was it was it the first like Michael Bay Transformers? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the other the TV show is optimistic. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, TVs were like you know the good guys win. Yeah, they were good. The good guys win. And but uh, um, but yeah, I think um, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be 
a big change in politics. I think after this, uh, oh yeah, there's going to be an evaluation of tax code. There's going to be a um, there's going to be an evaluation of a party. Yeah, which absolutely. is which is scary. Yeah, the GOP's um, whether yeah. they can hold on to the house. Who knows? <laughs> when you think, man, Paul Ryan could have been president right now if he just played ball. Yeah, if, if, Paul, he, just, yeah. if he just start playing ball a little bit more, <laughs> this might be his election. This could this could have been his to win or lose. Yeah, Paul Ryan on the uh, Paul Ryan on the on the on the international stage. Yeah, I'm actually, maybe not I, terrifying. Not terrifying. Definitely at all. a better option than Trump. Way better. Yeah, way better. Yeah. And he's not an idiot. Like Paul Ryan, he might be a team player. Like he's playing along with the party. Yeah, the Mitt Romney team and whatnot. But um, not like when you look at what he's done, it, it's questionable and not terrible. Not at all. Like no. not awful. Yeah, it might not be the stuff that I want to hear. Yeah. But um, but man, he's uh, he's on the side that I'm not on. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but uh, for all we know, he gets that power and goes fucking crazy with it. Refuses to play ball. Wins yeah. a majority Republican Congress. Next thing you know, it's just I'm doing what I want, and he's a steamroller. Yeah. You know, he's putting on the the Caesar armor. And yeah, like a exactly. Friggin' battalion helmet, and he's yeah. just chopping everybody down, right? Who knows? Yeah, and I think power grab. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. the thing is, like, once you're um, figuratively, figuratively, figurative yeah. power grab. Yeah. So I think um, there's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting scenario yeah. how it plays out. Yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but uh, backside attack at backside attack on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Raj Sanga yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, I got to start posting some more stuff on there. I'm going to. I'm going to go to. I'm going to this weekend. Do it, man. Yeah, do what you yeah. got to do. So it's all actually most of the stuff on Instagram is all tennis and like uh, vegetarian eating. And vegan eating. All right. And uh, athlete, and running. are you straight up vegan? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Actually, I, uh, no. You know what? I shouldn't say that. I do. If if I'm at a barbecue or something, like mm-hmm. it happens once in a while. But I, I have meat. Maybe like. You're not a vegan because it's like the thing to do. You're a vegan for health purposes. For like health it's purposes, a healthier yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Like I don't eat that. Like I I'm really I really really cut out meat. Yeah. A lot. So yeah. um. But uh. I think I'm gonna. I should. I should do. I should make more of an effort to be more like strict about it. I've got some people here who more than likely want to start doing health and fitness stuff. Mm-hmm. And um. I think you'd be a good fit for that vegan the vegan edition podcast. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. I'd love to do it. So yeah, the, uh, on my Instagram, there's gonna be. Um, there's a link. To, there's a link to like um, to Brendan Brazier, like all the on, vegan uh, stuff on Backside Attack. On Backside Attack, yeah. Cool. And you can take a look at that stuff. There's a there's stuff for um, everything from like proper hydration before you work out. There's um, protein sources. There's um, clean, healthy eating, starting 101. Cool. But all that stuff. So awesome, man. Um, check it out. We should get into that. Yeah, because I mean that's that's something that a few guys talked about. They want to really get into, mm-hmm. and um, they don't quite know how to do it. I mean, there are issues. With uneducated vegan eating, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like guys who just don't know how much you can get protein, protein wise, just from like beans and other sources and vegetables. Those are guys vegetables. who come on the show. Those yeah. guys come on the show. There are some guys who want to come on the show who yeah. want to get into that. Not yeah. something we would be talking about. Oh yeah, um, like I um I would like to think that I'm not an authority, but um no, I've, but you're I've, somebody who's starting it. I've or done you've like, been doing yeah, it. I've done I've I uh, I would like to say that I've done my homework. Yeah, and I've really I know what. Um, if you want to start eating cleanly, mm-hmm. these are the steps you have to take. Yeah. And um, um, actually, the formulator for uh, have you heard heard of Vega? No. Wait, the company Vega? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the the, the, the nutritional company. Yep. Yeah, the actual the, the guy who formulated that stuff. Mm-hmm. I met him at a book signing at at uh, Plant Organic. No way, huh? Um, well, we don't want that. And he was um kind enough to just take me. As, like I I saw him at a book signing. We just uh he signed my book and. Um, I wasn't I wasn't sure how to get into it. Same thing. I was kind of confused. I'm like, you know, um, you know, if, like if you're exercising, you need calories. So you know, it's, uh, you know, just yeah. Imagine. Where am I getting my calories? Yeah. From? Where like, am I Where am I rebuilding from? Yeah. So does that yeah. mean like if I the more calories I eat, the more energy I'll have? Mm-hmm. No, that's not it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we there's want, an actual formula. Yeah. So you what, what you want to do is get the most energy you can from the least amount of calories. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so that's that's what he that's one thing he actually just said to me. That's cool. And you can uh, and then he um, and after that I I kind of subscribed to his um. 
like his like I read his books. I subscribed to his like his um, teaching methods. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got to Vega. I use Vega for everything. Yeah, I just actually started. Um, I'm on my third tub of Vega mm-hmm. of uh, Vega one. The yeah Vega one the vegetable based yeah vegan protein. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've had no problems with it. I find like that's my morning meal, mm-hmm. and uh, I do add a lot to it. I add vegetables. I add my own spinach and my own um, what's it called? Bananas. Yeah, and I make it in milk. That's kind of my thing. Sometimes I get vegan as far as that goes, but that has replaced a large part of my mo- a large part of my morning yeah. protein portion. Absolutely, yeah. Has and, been that, yeah, yeah, and it has like all the greens that you need in it. Yeah, it's and got. A, I mean, it's really well sourced too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really well sourced, and it gets they, they improve the formula like um app like more and more and more like a tub now the new the newest sport performance one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one scoop, thirty grams of protein. Yeah, I think that's what this one is. Yeah, yeah. it's like the gray tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they have the black tub out now, like the mm-hmm. special uh, gray silver one that's black. And the, yeah, there's um, there's a ton, there's a ton of stuff in there. I have a, I have his books as well. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, and I have um a thrive thrive cookbook. Um, if you want, I can lend that. Well, to you got the thrive cook- cookbook. Yeah. Do you have that one? Or? Yeah, I do have that one. Yeah, that's the one that has the red oh, tomatoes on gift. it. Yeah. 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 yeah I, got my, I got my cousin that for Christmas as well. That's and what I, I got. Yeah, and I I make all that stuff there. Those are my daily. Those are my weekly meals. It's a it's a very good book for like keeping up on your recipes and whatnot. Like, I for, is, for yeah. introducing new recipes yeah. into your palate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if there's any guys who have questions about it and stuff like that, I'd be, um, if I can answer them, I'd be more than happy to. Sounds good, man. Yeah, so. Cool. Thanks for coming in, homie. Thanks, bro. All right. Always a pleasure.